here's here's my cold open for this week because we have we have incredibly important legal business to tend to but um this one's a weird one i just want to tell people to go listen to another podcast this is the, the start of this one is an ad for another podcast because um hunter a podcast you introduced me to a long long time ago a life oh, yeah. a life well wasted uh just released episode eight of its podcast uh uh eight years after episode seven released uh robert ashley is back and we're not being paid for this i just this is like one of the best video game podcasts that's ever existed and yeah. it's beautiful and i'm telling people to go listen to it you just need to go listen to a life well wasted if you've never listened to any of it go listen to all of it including the new episode eight and if you've listened right. to all of it this is uh your notice that Guy came back and made a new episode of this amazing kind of NPR-style investigative reporting about video games. Yeah, it's so messed up that what we do mm-hmm. and what this guy does is in the same <laughs> genre. Exactly. Because we are ants. We are little gremlin goblins compared to this guy. This guy's doing some real work. Now, to be honest, to be fair... Uh, you could listen to what we do, you know, all the time. Uh-huh. And Robert Ashley is on episode eight of a <laughs> podcast that started in 2009. Right. So maybe like it actually is a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> Robert doesn't have to show up every week for you. Okay. But when he does, it's uh, am- amazing. And uh, I haven't listened to the episode. I haven't yet. either yet, um, but I don't care. I still recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It honestly, his podcast was what justified the podcast yeah. to me. Like, I didn't really think podcasts made sense. And then I listened to his and I was like, oh, there's a lot of interesting potential in this format. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like totally uh, bought in. And then guess what? I never listened to a podcast that was as good yeah. as A Life Well Wasted exactly. ever again. Yeah. So that was it kind of started and ended with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your plug. Let's get on to our very, very weird thing. Let's go. All rise for the Honorable Judge, Son Pisces Sanders. Oye, oye. All persons having business before the Honorable, the Supreme Court of the Old Gamers Almanac, are admonished to draw near and give their attention, for the court is now sitting. God save the Old Gamers and this Honorable Court. You may be seated. I am your judge today, Son Sanders. I am here to discuss the outstanding case, Martins v. Elden Ring. I have with us today E.J. Sanders, jury, stenographer, and bailiff. Our plaintiff and prosecutor, who unwisely chose to represent himself, Matt Martins. Hello. Our defense is video game Elden Ring, developed by From Software, represented by Hunter Donaldson. I just want to be, can I just say real quick that, uh, you know, I am just the best we had on hand. (laughs) I'm not trying to... Like I don't want. You're just a defense attorney. You're a def- you're a public defense attorney in the throes, and it's just this. I is was the, assigned, assigned to this case <laughs> because uh, because they, we did no searching for anyone better to do it. There are better people that I even know to represent this game, uh, but y'all just were like, oh, we'll just have you do it. So that's uh, why. I just want to mention that at this point. So go the, ahead, continue. Well, judge. no, hold on. The, 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 the stenographer would like to make an objection. Oh, okay. okay. The stenographer. Do objects. I go do ahead. I need to write all this down? 
Yeah, uh, you, you are the stenographer. You probably yeah. should write everything down. Every okay, but thing. like it just didn't seem like it was part of the argument. So that's the end of my objection, uh, Judge. S- <laughs> stenographer, will you please rephrase that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what I heard was that uh, uh, Hunter is the best person to represent from software, and that he <laughs> he came forward and said that he would like to. That's be a part of the official the, record. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's on record, right. and yeah. I think okay. we have to go with it. <laughs> Thank you. Let's maybe uh, move forward. Plaintiff, then. please resume <clears throat> and present your opening statements. Hi, uh, I am Matt Martins, and I have brought this case against Elden Ring, a video game that has done severe damage to me and my persons and my family. Objection. And I Objection. am... Objection. I am, Sustained. You can- Sustained. <laughs> Sustained. What, is it, what does that mean? I don't remember what that means. Does that mean I, I don't get to object? That's, that's, yeah, that's what it means. Okay. All right. That's what it means here in this court. In this court right. today, it's overruled and sustained. So sustained. Overruled uh, when, is overruling the yeah. objection. Just, uh, and so just right, objection by the stenographer. You were saying damage to your family. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and continue. Stenographer, please write that down. Your correction of my sustained was correct. Yeah, a sustained, just to say, just objection to the judge. A sustained means that you sustain the objection and that Hunter would be allowed to talk. Uh, an overruled would mean that you do not allow Hunter to talk. You yeah, are overruling so is, the objection. Sustained so or are, am you, I are you sustaining him or not? Thank you, thank you, stenographer and bailiff. Overruled. The jury's please grimacing please. right now. The jury's grimacing right now in, in disbelief. You, we're okay, all very well equipped for this bit and prepared. Uh, my opening statement is uh, that Elden Ring is a game that is about teaching you that you are lesser than yourself. And only those capable of being better than themselves could find any joy in it. And it was it, it did disastrous harm to me and my psyche as a person who is incapable of change and growth. Uh, this this does this is a public nuisance, and it and it is a public objection. Uh, too uh, sad. The, 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 that was too sad. Sustained. Objection. Sustained. Uh, the judge would also like to object. Matt, <laughs> you're pretty great. Objection. I've seen too you sad change for the podcast. Yeah. Sustained. Strike that from Sustained. the record. Uh, it was annoying. Please, please. Sad. I, I, please take I conclude my opening statements. I conclude my opening statement. Uh, Thank you, I've okay. stricken from the record that Matt's sad life uh, cannot be used uh, against him in a court of law. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, defendant, okay. please rise. Hey, what's up? Um, so here's my opening statements. Um, so a crime has been committed. Uh, the crime is that Matt has decided to sue the objective game of the year so that on every other podcast and every other like video game outlet, people are just saying, Elden Ring, yeah, that's a good game. But on this show, for some reason, because it disappoints Matt, we have to act like it is a game that has to defend itself. And your honor, that is an unfair way to treat this game. And also a secondary crime has been committed against me because I just want to talk about a game I like. And Matt has to turn this entire conversation into some sort of court case that no one is interested in besides him. All this this is a case where Matt is the only one like, oh, this game hurt me. So now we must hurt the listener because Matt was hurt. You must continue that that hurt forward into someone. I noticed there's been no objections. This no, is my, the, that's the jury gasps. The jury gasps. <laughs> that's my statement. Uh, stenographer, please make note of, of the defense's statements. Uh-huh. And bailiff, prepare your handcuffs. I think we have this just this is I think this is a done case. 
Yeah, you're about to get countersued and go to jail. <laughs> uh, the bailiff isn't certain how it works. The plaintiff is not on trial here, and I cannot arrest somebody for bringing a dumb case into our court. Um, I'm the judge I, I'm here. just doing the best I can. I know. You're great. You're great. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you a 5% raise. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I do think that's controlled by the federal government. I don't think I don't think bailiffs get paid money. Don't they just get paid? I'm the and, judge. Like, I'm the judge. Macking people Bull around. They get paid in, in meal tickets. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm going to give you a gift card to Panda Express. Um, enjoy it. It only has $5 oh, on it. I used tip. the other 10 that I got. But um, please Thank continue. You, judge. Thank, thanks, Judge. You're welcome, of course. All right, what happens next? Uh, I get to pr- The plaintiff gets to present their case. <clears throat> okay, so I have the floor. Plaintiff, please rise and present your case. We are not here today to talk about Elden Ring and whether or not it is... <laughs> or isn't game of the year this can be considered settled it fact is. and it and <laughs> objection and, objection it is game of the year <laughs> objection it's game of the year sustained, sustained. Uh, like but this <laughs> this is not a game this is not a show about the year 2022 and the games they're in this is a show about two people and their arbitrary, flawed list of all the games they happened to have played in recent memory. And for me, and my part, playing this game in my recent memory was a painful uh, bit of introspection I was not prepared for. And here are my cases. Uh, First and foremost, this game is too goddamn big for its own britches it is an absolutely massive behemoth of a game and i am not sure how it is even possible that it came out as soon after sekiro that it did i mean when did sekiro come out this game is from 2022 sekiro's from like what 2019 three years to make this thing that horrifies me in ways i'm not prepared to deal with but the bigger thing is, how is a human being with parental responsibilities expected to even engage with a percentage of this uh, amount of content? How could I have been expected to speak meaningfully about this game uh, given the dad lands I find myself in? I, I posit that it was a trick that I was asked to play this game and be prepared to have uh, nuanced opinions about it when after 20 hours, I had still maybe not even scratched the surface of what this game is and what it is about. Are you going to call witnesses at all in this? I have only myself as a witness and I will call myself as a witness. You're calling yourself to the stand? How does that even work? I am plaintiff, prosecutor, and witness. Don't I get to cross-examine you then? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. The judge recognizes Matthew Martins. Now, uh, please make your way up to the stand. Hold on. The bailiff The bailiff walks over and puts Matt in handcuffs to walk him over to the stand. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in custody already. <laughs> yeah, no, I've... It's for everybody's safety. Um, we're just going to make sure that he is... Okay, good. I, I, I hope I get cuffed yeah. later. Every Everyone that will be taking the stand today will be in handcuffs. Look, um, I know I've acted out a turn, Judge. All I wanted to say was I feared for my safety, and I'm just doing what's best for the American public at this point. I, I I'm just agreed, going ahead and cuffing this guy. I don't like him. I have a question. Are they fuzzy cuffs? Of course. Can they be of fuzzy course, yeah, cuffs? They're green, they're green okay, fuzzy good. cuffs. It's the only cuffs I have. 
Okay. Fuzzy it's cuffs. the only ones we were allowed to give him. Uh, Bailiff, please swear in the, the witness. Do you swear to tell the truth, the, the only truth, and the one truth that is on this old gamer's almanac that I'm holding in front of you? <laughs> I believe, I, I, I do, I swear on the truth. Do you believe the in almanac? the code of gamers and everything that the code of gamers entails? Well, it depends on the Including gamer sure. toxic yeah. gamers. No, no, I don't. I, I okay, don't. we I don't like them. That's okay. Yeah. That was an acceptable. That, that was a test. test. That, that was a test. test. <laughs> Thank you. You passed. All right. You may be seated in. Uh, right. uh, I'm, uh, defense, and I cuff you please, the, uh, please the rise. And um, am I getting cross examined now? Is that yes. what's happening? By the defense. Okay. Have at it. I'm, I'm ready. waiting. I'm I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Um. So, uh, you said that you have played uh, 20 hours of this game, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um. How how what areas of the game have you experienced in that 20 hours? I have. Uh, sort of uh, pilfered about Limgrave. I have uh, sought to uh, find some semblance of a, a rational build, in air quotes, as it were, some sort of like overarching idea of what I, how I wanted my character to fight, and that was a choice to have healing spells, a sword, and a very tough shield. I preferred. Mm -hmm. A, a shield so i said about and, and did you did you find those things i in found the world? i did find those things yes i i i found a shield that was hmm. recommended to me uh and i found spells that i do not know if they had any effect on the overall success of the build or not it is hard to tell without a comparison point of not using the spells why did you start with uh looking for like a build thing like why did you start with that i'm just curious um, that's how my brain thinks about RPGs, I think, is like, I kind of need, well, first off, just opening up this game, there's, there are goals, right? There's, there's a big gold arrow that says, go that way. And I did that for a while and I got up to the gates of Stormvale Castle and I went, that scares me. I'm very scared. And besides that, there's this little pathway over here I could just take. And the arrow is pointing that way. So I have no idea if I need to do Stormvale Castle. But there's a way to get around it. So I'll keep doing that. And I just kept following golden arrows. And kept following golden arrows. And kept following them until I realized, I don't know. I'm not doing. I haven't. I haven't meaningfully engaged with anything. All I've meaningfully engaged with is following these golden arrows. And that is obviously wrong and a, objection and a, yeah. uh, objection sorry i'm sitting over here uh, assistant prosecutor uh to um I, I i just feel like this is coercion judge i feel like this is coercion over here <laughs> um I, I i just want to repeat something that the the plaintiff just said i didn't meaningfully engage yeah that's him. I want that noted. For Objection! The jury. Leading the that witness. I, leading the I'm witness. Not leading anyone. You would point arrows. There are arrows said. pointing everywhere. Photographer, please oh withdraw the statements of the assistant prosecutor. To having not. No, I. I that that. I mean, that's hook line and the sinker right there. Did not meaningfully engage. I, well, have I said I was done yet? Have I said overruled. I, I and then I stopped playing the video game? I did that for twenty hours. I have not said that yet, good sir. Okay. Go ahead. Actually, continue. I, I want to hear more of your experience. Judge would like to step in and, and ask the ask the a question real fast. So did you? Yeah, so, go ahead and ask a question. So did you not make it to? <laughs> did you not make it to the Stormhill Shack and kind of like grind uh, a little bit against the giant one giant there, so you could collect enough souls to no. kind of level up? Oh yeah, that's such a good way to do I it. I saw the giant and I went and I ran as fast. As I got on my horse and ran as fast as I could past All right. him. Defense, the jury, defense, is, please. Scrib the jury is scribbling furiously. <laughs> 
<laughs> Defense, please continue. I was afraid of fighting the big guy. He was bigger than me. Sir, he was going to kick my head. He killed me like twice really fast. Remain calm. And all, uh, <laughs> that's impossible. Whoa, hey, don't go down that road. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's maybe keep this episode. You know what I mean? True, true, true. I'm uh, gonna, uh, uh, stenographer, please... Uh, object strike to me. that from the, <laughs> the judge from the gets record. to get their stuff <laughs> like the judge always gets to retract <laughs> their own statements uh so i i got to a certain point and then i i came upon this sort of just like random mini boss and was like all right i'm gonna stop doing this just follow the golden trail thing and i'm gonna like let's okay let's actually try to fight like a boss in this area that i just happened to be in and I bounced against that this just this random guy, I, a Don the Fire something. He was like a chubby guy that that spawned massive fireballs, and uh, he was absolutely wrecking my shop. I had I just was not had no idea how to even proceed with him. And that's when I went. I don't feel like my build. I don't feel like my play style is making any sense to me. I I would like to look up what is a good direction to go. I had picked the Confessor class because uh, that seemed like a a. a it was the highest level thing. It seemed like it would have a lot of health. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick the thing that looks like it has defenses, and maybe that'll kind of do fine. Whatever. You pick your starting class in, in an RPG, and, and then it is what it is. I'm not criticizing that. Uh, but I went, okay, how do I lean into that then? And I, I looked up kind of like a build online, which was like, hey, look, here's a shield you can go get. Here's some spells you can go get. Go do those things. Uh, and thus did the meaningful engagement begin, which was first grinding the soldiers that just walk around that initial camp you come upon like right at the beginning um before you go right right by the spot where you get your horse you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. there's the just church. like a bunch of guards there's like a church the church there, of Aaliyah. Yeah. thank you yeah right right yeah. outside of there there's a camp of guards <laughs> i think the judge might be a fan you, you can you can farm those guards until you get a gold shield and whatever farming is what it is i'm not going to discredit that in an rpg it's 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 want to do to make me fight the same mobs over and over again until they randomly drop a shield that is what it is well, uh, okay well why I, why because it was supposed to be a why? good shield i wanted to get the good shield i wanted a better shield my shield oh, when so I want you were you were you were killing these mobs over and over because they sometimes drop a shield. Yes, they have a they have a eight point something percent chance to drop a brass shield, and I wanted a brass shield because it was supposed to be much better than the shield I had and seemed like a valuable investment of time. And I think it was. I liked the shield. It was good. the The rest of my quest for this build that I found not within the video game but outside of the video game was to go get these um these spells they're not spells what do you what, what do you call them astral what like a war ash yeah. yes that ashes one of those ashes yeah. uh ash. so ashes I, war, I was yeah. on the hunt for some ashes and those of course are generally tied to some sort of mini boss on the map uh one of them was not too hard to deal with guy on a horse kill the guy on a horse he's fine uh second one was another dude on a horse but much much harder uh and this was my first actually my second proper boss there's also like a wolf dude in a cave i did fight that guy just cause, cause he's in there and you fight him. So I did the second boss. It was uh, a fine little um, struggle. The the standard curve of fighting a, a from software boss, I would say, uh, learning its stuff, figuring out a way to beat it, how to counteract its stuff, when to dodge properly. And after beating it, I had the things that the build wanted me to do. And so I said, okay, I'm getting a better grasp of how to actually play this game rather than being afraid of its content and skipping things that look especially difficult. Let me go do Stormvale Castle. And you fight the guy at the front of the gate, Margit. And uh, that is where I learned that 
it did not feel like my capabilities in this game were going to be able to do anything about Margit on my own. Uh, he would steamroll me every time, but there's, of course, a little summon right there. You can summon a guy to help you, and that sort of distracts Margit, and then you get to just wail on him while he beats the living hell out of your summoned friend. Uh, mm -hmm. And after beating my head against that for a while, I kept getting enough progress to want to stick with it, and I don't remember how many hours later, maybe two total, two and a half total hours or something, I was able to beat Margit, and then I got to start exploring Stormvale, Hold Which, on, hold on, objection. Uh, let the record show that that's about 14 or, uh, you know, 14 to 17 and a half hours in dog years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you <laughs> over, for the, sustained the over clarification. Here we, we just want to make sure that he's being he's being credited ample amounts of yeah. time. And that is we do have a lot of dogs in the audience. To so 17 it, it does, and a half hours yeah. in dog years. That's 17 a and a half hours in dog years, which is that's a long time. And in dog years, actually, you did get a lot of quality time. Yeah, with this yeah game, true. Absolutely actually. true. I can't deny that. Uh, so then I was exploring Stormvale Castle and doing, okay, I found a mini boss in there who would kick my butt pretty easily. And then it was like a long reset back to like where the most recent campfire was to then progress again. So, you know, you, you learn the thing of like, all right, some mobs I can just skip this. You know, I can just run past them or whatever. Some of them I have to kill to, to make it through. But then the way to kill this dude was to stand just outside the doorway and he couldn't fit through the doorway so he would just run against the door and I could run up, slash him once and jump back. And I just did that until he died and I got something. I don't know. I, now, at this point, I'm accruing gear, most of which I am not going to meaningfully use or don't necessarily want. Oh, before all this, I also went and did Castle Morn um, and fought I, a, a boss there. I have no idea if it's the main boss. Um, but that was another like big struggle point that I overcame right without a summon. Um, but Margaret was the first summon boss that I did. And then Stormvale was the first like proper like dungeon that I did. Before that, I just I found the overworld really overwhelming in terms of just like I could go anywhere, but I'm not like finding a, a rationale. I hadn't found enough story beats to push me in a direction to want to go anywhere specific besides just like what I was now doing, which was Stormvale Castle. And by this point, I'm reaching around the 15 hour mark of how long I've played this game. And I was having a better time, but there was certainly the struggle of I can only get so many hours in on this game. And the notion that I might even beat Stormvale Castle was like many, many, many hours away. And uh, I was instructed. I, I, I teased the idea that I might stop at 20 hours and my legal counsel, Hunter Donaldson, advised me that that would probably be a good idea to just stop at the 20-hour mark. The jury well, explodes. Well, the hold jury up. explodes. Your legal counsel is your so, is the guy that is cross-examining you? The defense attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, I, I, I think it's... I Can I respond to that? Yeah, because yeah, I, I should clarify that statement for, for the jury. Um, as, as Matt's legal counsel... Um, I had only heard bad things about <laughs> his experience, and I—I I, the thing is, he, was sick of uh, it. he introduced me as his legal counsel, um, which is messed up because I'm actually his friend, and as a friend, <laughs> I wanted my friend to stop having a bad experience. So I chose to tell my friend to stop playing a video game that was 
by his own words, although he's kind of softened it up a little bit, uh-huh. you'll notice in the story there, ruining his life. Yeah, I was told the to be jury... less sad by the judge and uh, bailiff, so I, I have yeah. I have lightened the load a little bit. You have lightened you have lightened <laughs> it up a little bit. The jury is <laughs> having a visceral reaction to everything that's just happened. People are like puking. They're, yeah, <laughs> it's like it is. It's disgusting over there in the jury's uh, box. So, so my time with Elden Ring concluded in. Uh, further trying attempts at some Stormvale Castle stuff, um, going up a tower, and I reach another kind of mini boss, dude with a huge sword, and he's easily dispatched me a couple times, and the route to get back to him is like kind of a a, a longer one. It's th- it's been the same campfire almost the entire time, basically. So I am expecting this idea that it's going to take me a number of times to kill this guy. Side of grace, his please. Stuff. Side of grace. Thank. Yeah, sure. The yeah, side of grace. Side of grace. Uh, yep. Uh, my sight of grace is really far away from this guy, so I have to go through all of this stuff, and now I'm at my least favorite kind of thing in video games, which is rudimentarily getting through a hurdle of something I've done many, many times. My, the, the last time I remember feeling this raw about this kind of a thing is when I played Link to the Past and, like, the final dungeon. Some of the final dungeons, the bosses are really hard, but when you die, you respawn, like, basically at the entrance of the dungeon, and you have to walk through the entire dungeon to get back to... The final boss this is a, a feeling i was uh reliving in elden ring is like oh my gosh i have to walk through all this stuff kill all these same guys kind of over and mm. over and over again just to get back to this boss and it's not that i meaningfully dislike uh the playing of the game but as we've noted on this show many times before i'm not great with negative feedback loops and this is certainly a game about negative feedback loops of teaching you oh you did that wrong you'll have to learn more to do better which is fine but I don't feel enough of a personal sense of accomplishment when I defeat a boss for whatever, because in most of the instances, it felt like I just found a trick to the boss rather than a thing that I overcame. It just feels like, oh, I like it worked out lucky enough and I I found kind of the right gimmick to, to eke my way through. It always felt like I was eking my way through a boss rather than like, I have mastered this boss and can now beat it or something. And second to that is the notion that it just felt like a very large time sink to watch you died happen very slowly on screen, respawn, go back to the thing, walk through the area to get back up to the thing to then try again at the boss I was trying to beat. So by that point, my time had had come to a close and my feelings were that the game, uh, required more time than I had access to to go through the player arc and narrative arc it wanted to present me with. It is a game not made for me. I would like to ask you some uh, quick questions and they will require you to pull up some things. I would like you to tell me um, the amount of game time you have on several video games. Uh, First is Celeste. Mm -hmm. Second is Skyrim. Third would be Hyperlight Drifter. Could you read me how much time you've spent collectively on those games? Matt, can you read me your hours spent on Molly? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I, I do keep track. I keep rigorous it, it count of it. It is quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I do, no, I do the, also exist with 24 hours in a day. I do have that, yes. that same amount. It's true. Yeah, my, my, my point is just that you have spent a lot of time on games that you enjoyed, and you did not enjoy this one. So, I mean, of course, right. you didn't want to spend... Of course, 20 hours was a lot 
to spend on a game you don't like, you know. Right. Well, and it's it's a matter of how many hours, like hours to progress ratio, right? I think is is where I feel held back by Elden Ring. Is it feels like, and I think people that love these games feel progress differently than my expectations are right hunter you find progress in getting from one quarter health down to half a health bar down on a boss right does that that feels like meaningful progress to you yeah when i yeah sure and i i always uh, celebrate whenever i get the health bar on a on a from software boss to the text of their name yeah yeah no matter what sometimes the text of their name will take up like over half the i saw screen. you reference to i got to the comma one time <laughs> I yeah, there was a comma of fighting that had a comma in their name. And getting to the comma was like better than beating the boss. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've hit the comma. <laughs> this is because once you hit the name, you're like, I'm going to beat this boss. Right. It's a matter of like, we're probably within an hour. Uh -huh. Now, again, I, I celebrate regardless of the length of the boss's day. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's always a fun moment in a From Software game is like realizing going from that feeling of, oh, I might not be able to do this to like, oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm getting there, I'm chipping away at it. But right. you have to really enjoy that process. And Matt, it feels like you start not enjoying that process at like what, attempt two, attempt three? Like you have to be um, willing to put in many, many attempts on these boss. Right, I think by attempts probably between five and 10 is when I start rolling my eyes at my own deaths. Right. And it's it's not frustration with the game. Right, it's frustration with myself, and and then when I do succeed, it's not credit for myself. Right, that's that's how this game feels to me. What, what I do to myself in these games is, well, when I'm losing, it's because I'm bad at the game, and then when I beat the boss, it's because I got You're bad at the game. <laughs> I got lucky, and the game happened to let me let it slide. Right, it's when like, I when I when I win, it's because I'm bad. Yeah. When I lose, it's because I'm bad. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know what to tell you there because like the bosses are hard and if you beat them you beat them like I don't know <laughs> like that's like I don't know how to explain that to you because it's like they don't really allow for a lot of like yeah. meaningful wonkiness right you know like they're they're generally I mean some of them have weird hit boxes yeah. where they're like their attacks or whatever sure um but a lot of them I would say if you like those people that I don't know how much we need to talk about the bad discourse of oh, these no, games don't. it's been talked about to death um, I think if you beat a From Software boss, you beat it. Right. And that's it. That's the end of story. So here's my question to you and other witness, Sun Sanders, who I believe has played a number of From Software games. Hold on. Are you calling another witness We're to the stand? The you're calling. Are we all three on the We're witness stand? And you're, okay. The bailiff has bailiff, to go please. around. He's now <laughs> the arrested the judge. Fuzzy dice. Attach it to the original. <laughs> so there's one hook fuzzy that's dice. combining the other, the defendant and the plaintiff and this new person. The bailiff would like to make a point, please. The bailiff would yeah. like to make a point that i think yeah, is really yeah, yeah. beautiful let's, let's that, let the bailiff well, take the, the stand for a second bailiff, put yourself in cuffs and get in the the i put myself in cuffs i would like to talk <laughs> for a second i would just say that as the bailiff i, I think that it's a very touching point that people uh, find progress in games where uh, progress needs to be found and searched for um I, I i don't know just as bailiff it really touches me deep down that somebody <laughs> has that sort of uh, self-awareness in video games and uh, I, I i just i just really appreciate from software for for, for doing exactly uh, what bailiff would like in his life which is a little bit more uh, progress uh, a bar that would tell him maybe you know if he got down to the comma uh, how he was doing you know because nobody ever asks how bailiff do it's always what what bailiff do the judge would like to make a quick recess 
Bailiff, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, thank are, you so hey, much. Bailiff, it's been really doing? hard at home lately, and I just, <laughs> I just can't, I just can't possibly. Objection, Your Honor! I was we chastised are at for being too sad. We are recess, sir. Please calm down, or I will get stricken the from the record. Stricken from the record. Strike it from the record. We don't want that on Please strike that comment from the record. Bailiff, you're I'm doing striking great. the comment from the le- record that Matt Martins was absolutely out belligerent in court. Out of line. <laughs> out of line. I've replaced it. It says a belligerent man jumps in front of Bailiff. Perfect. So uh, here's my line of questioning for uh, witnesses that can speak to this. In other from software games, do you believe Elden Ring pushes that idea further of these bosses can be beaten? However, my understanding of Sekiro is that it is quite the opposite in that regard. Well, in Sekiro, you're not, it's not like an RPG. Sure. So it's like a, it's more of a character action game, I guess, with some RPG elements. You're like your character has progression, but they are just one. Like you can't, there's not like, you can't do a different build. Like right, it's just right. you playing as the guy you have a and sword he, this is what he can do. Right. So it's much easier for them to create boss encounters that are like, well, we want you to do exactly this because yeah. this is what we gave you. Um, I would say that it's pretty remarkable the extent that Elden Ring bosses do work under different circumstances and with different approaches. Uh, you really feel like you can, cha- like if you're like not succeeding, like something you could have done, Matt, mm-hmm. besides like locking yourself in, because I didn't even, I didn't think about builds. I just started playing the game. Yeah. I just picked up random stuff. I was just walking through the world being like, ah, oh, I got this. And then I would like, every once in a while I'd pick something up and be like, I think I'm going to use this actually. When I would come to a boss, if I wasn't succeeding, I didn't think, oh, well, I should just approach this boss the same way. I'm like, well, we got like a lot of tools here. Let's just like throw something else at them, yeah. you know? Eventually, there was a boss that I was able to solve because I had a weird item in my inventory. And I was like, I wonder if this works. And then I looked it up because I only had so many of it. I look, I, I went on the internet. Yeah. Guess what, from software people? I use the internet sometimes with this game. Objection, <laughs> using Google. Yeah, I used Google. I was like, does this boss... Overruled. <laughs> I, I had this thing Thank called... You, um, I, it, was, it was a duo boss, which is like the worst. Those are like the most difficult mm. bosses and in these games or when you have to fight two boss yeah yeah (laughs) it's so it's so rough when you have to fight two at once um and i was like i wonder if there's something i can do and i had this thing called a sleeping pot um in my inventory and i was like i wonder if i can put them to sleep and you can and then i was like oh this is great i put one to sleep and i fight the other one one one-on-one yeah deal with that one and then deal with the other one And i was like wow but i only had so many sleeping pots so i was like yeah i can't i gotta be sure this can work i'm not gonna just throw these sleeping pots at this boss hoping it's going to work. Right. You know, that's, I think where I come up against some, not all, not even most, but some of the discourse about Elden Ring was what I felt like. And this is, this is a personal thing, but what I felt like is people always pressuring me to, uh, explore Elden Ring solely within the confines of the game. The good, this Google point is like a good one where it's like, for me, I would want to do the same thing. I don't want to just trial and error my limited goods to see how that does. And I, I feel the same way about leveling up in this game. I, don't, I, I couldn't grasp which stats were the important ones. But once I had a guide say, like, listen, get your vigor up to between 15 and 20, and things are going to be, like, get that's your health. Sustained. That's a good thing to, per, to focus on first. Yeah, sustained. I needed to be told that, right? The game wasn't going to tell me anything because the game doesn't want to tell me how to play it, really. I needed somebody with 
strategic insight to help me along with it. And I think that's a good thing about Elden Ring is that it it is so wide that it invites a little bit more sharing advice school you know the schoolyard stories like well i found this thing you know hunter you can you can say that about the pot and i can go oh if i get to that boss i could know now that there's a little trick i could do and it's to go find these sleeping pots and do that that's valuable to me as a player right i like being told those tricks by friends and communities that that, that's how i meaningfully engage with these kinds of games it's very cool yeah it's really cool in fact sustained (laughs) so um, I guess I guess the struggle for me is when I had to make it a, a more person. I, I just never liked the game as much when it was about me versus the game. And I liked it more when it was about community versus the game, I guess. Like, I think if I were to keep playing this game and I didn't have the show to worry about and I just was like actually wanting to invest time and energy into it. The first thing I would have to do is reframe my thinking to, to believe that discovering gimmicks is the puzzles that's the puzzles of this game and like i say gimmick I, I'm why do just, you call them gimmicks yeah i want to know please why, because why. it feels like cheap. please define it, it. feels like cheap it, it feels What's like i cheap what? this it game has a vibe the, the vibe of this game is that i'm supposed to learn how to perfectly time a dodge know exactly when to get a slash in See, that's and then it's thing. a playground that's, no of, but it's a dance i'm supposed to do the dance that's what i go. think this game now is about. now we're there now yeah. we're there i fundamentally disagree with what you said right, right there that is absolutely not what Elden Ring is about. Right. Elden Ring is about look at all these toys and approaches right. and use them. That's what I, so that's what I'm saying is my brain has to be opened up to that to where it's okay to just find the ways that like quickly dispatch a hard boss rather than like, no, you are supposed to be a dodge master and, and excel at being a elite gamer. Like that stuff is never going to, I hate that anyways. Why would I meaningfully engage with it? Why not? lean into a puzzle solving nature of can i find stuff in the world that makes these things easier in meaningful ways in order for that reading of elden ring to be the canonical reading of like this game is about like mastering the dodge mechanic you have to ignore so much of the game in order for that to work i mean you were talking about covering up so much on the screen yeah in order to justify that line of thinking right that just isn't what elden ring is it's it's the differentiating factor of elden ring versus a lot of the games that came before and even those games actually uh the dark souls games there's a lot of variety of approach in there yeah that means that you're not you know this idea that you must master it under these specific uh you know qualifications it's not that's not real that that was never real that's just people making that up uh, and projecting their experience onto other people but that that also that whole point of view am am, at this point has been skewered to such an extent that i honestly i just i don't even care to talk about it because it's just like just watch noah caldwell gervais video on it he he takes six hours to just break down that piece by piece yeah just destroy that way of thinking <laughs> on these games. It's right. done. The discussion is over. Right. Guess what? The game won, okay? <laughs> the game is the text. Yeah. Like you can't just make up a new text on top of the game. Yeah. Like the game is there. And guess what? The people that made this game, they are, they rule. I love them. <laughs> I love each and every one of them so much. 
uh, and they just make me love them more and more all the time. It is so cool that we were, we, the four of us watched the Game Awards, um, like, whatever, two weeks ago from whenever this came out. Um, and the fact that the From Software people are there with their game, that the hottest game yeah. of this year, it wins Game of the Year, and then Jeff Keighley gets up there with almost tears in his eyes to say From Software has chosen the game awards yeah yeah to debut to announce their new their, to announce their new title <laughs> and they, then they have graced it's a us. fucking armored core game <laughs> like it's a game in a series that hasn't been touched for 10 years like that is Objection. so badass to me yeah go ahead it's extremely badass to define it properly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you didn't you didn't stress it enough, Hunter. How fucking cool that was. That's that they so did that. Cool that they're just like, listen. So we're like the biggest superstars right now, and we're not giving. There's no Sekiro two, no Bloodborne two, Sustained. no no Elden Ring two. Sustained. We're gonna go backwards to a genre that nobody cares about nobody asked for to it. make a new entry in a series that is criminally underloved and underplayed. Sustained. And we're just going to insist that you be hyped on that. That is such a slam dunk attitude. Yeah. The jury stands up but applauds and is openly weeping. <laughs> they're they've with much aplomb. They've 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 they're weeping. They're falling to their knees and they're praying to From Software now. Sonographer, please note how much of a slam dunk that was. Uh, that was an absolute Fucking dunk says the slam. The slamographer now. Slamographer. The slamographer. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so funny. So, so the only the only other hang up for me then in in my experience of the game because I agree with all of that. I I see the beauty of what this game wants to offer, and part of it is I recognize that I just lack the time to give it its due. Like it, it's just a game that requires that time, and if you don't have it, then I'm sorry. It's like you, you won't be able to like specifically meaningfully engage with it because it's it that's this game's resources time that's just the fact of the matter um yeah you, no, almost nobody is one-shotting any of this stuff right that's just not how it works um because you have to learn what what you're up against when it's a boss when it's a dungeon when it's everything the the part that i felt mm. um sort of the most detached from that is similar to darkest dungeon and it's similar to i think just in general uh really meaty rpgs is like the numbers felt like they were wearing me down. Again, once I had someone telling me like, hey, focus on vigor, it felt like a weight was lifted from me of like, oh my God, I don't know what to think about with all of these these numbers. And like, I'm being given items and I don't know what like any of these items do. And I don't feel like I have time to just trial and error with these items. And I don't even feel like I'll specifically feel the benefits from some of the items like fast enough to know if it ever was worthwhile and it isn't specifically engaging for me to, to like i could craft some of this stuff i don't know what these craftables are i don't know what to craft i don't i, I don't know what i'm specifically doing that stuff felt uh nebulous and difficult to navigate for me yeah i mean it's it's an rpg that yeah. you start playing and it doesn't it it you know it doesn't tell you how everything works it right. doesn't have like a very long tutorial area um, I think there is a lot of uh, investment in the idea that you are going to be interested in this enough to to learn it. Yeah. I will say my approach is more like I ignore stuff until I figure out what it is. Right. I, I don't get so bothered by a bunch of systems I don't understand because what's great about this game is that you play it 
and you might be like, oh, I'm overwhelmed by all of the stuff. And then you hit like a roadblock. And a roadblock is actually kind of nice because what it's sort of saying is you can do one of two things. You can either learn about some more of the game mm -hmm. uh, and just try out new approaches to, until you figure out like what is actually going to work on this boss. Um, or two, you can just turn around yeah. and go explore the world. And as you explore the world, you're going to just even through osmosis. I'm not even talking about Google now. Yeah. You're just going to learn more about the game. You're just slowly going to realize these little, th these little things yeah. about it. And I think, Matt, that at the end of the day, you, you don't like negative feedback in games. I understand that. And, right. and it, I don't think you really liked the overwhelming nature of it. You don't like that uh, the game wasn't explaining itself to you. Yeah. But also, I feel like there's kind of an implied thing here, which is that the world of this game, I feel like, did not grab you in the way that it grabbed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, through most of my exploration of the world of this game, I was just constantly in awe and blown away in a way that just sucked me into it. By art and by by. There was no way for me to and... resist yeah. the game. The game was so each area is so interesting and there's all these like beautiful vistas ba baked into it um specifically i really like the second like very large area you go to it's actually i mean you can do the areas in a lot of different orders but the most common order would have you go to this place called lake liernia uh which is kind of this uh it's kind of it's a lake uh but it's a very shallow lake that you're kind of walking through and it's very kind of misty and mysterious, and there's all these weird creatures in there, and there's a I, lot of magic in there. I think I got the there, or would I? Would I be? Would it be impossible for me to get there, or is that what's no, right you could have gone Stormer? there? Yeah, okay, no, you could have gone that's there. That's basically where I turned around. I got into there, saw all that freaky stuff, mm -hmm. and was like, "This is probably where I should turn around." It feels like I'm getting into stuff I shouldn't be. Getting Did you make into. it to the Raya Lu Lucaria Academy? Luca yeah, Raya Lucaria. Did you make it no. there? Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, that is. It's so think. cool. It's like Hogwarts. I would uh, like, like, I would a like to object uh, on Matt's just experience, not a Matt himself, just the experience that you didn't get to experience <laughs> that. Because um, it is a delight. Yeah. Well, okay. I, yeah. The, the plaintiff rests its case, and I, I'm dying to hear more about Hunter's, uh, the defense's beautiful journey uh, with within this game. Uh, so uh, continue talking about, I guess, areas and stuff, and, and I don't know. what, what I, I want to hear about your, your playing experience of this well, game. I I also want to talk to Paul a little bit I about it. Uh, well, and I think I think you two will get to swap a lot more stories now in in talking yeah. about people that actually played the game versus me who played for twenty hours in basically one area and then stopped. Yeah. Can Can I ask Matt a question? Yeah. Go ahead and ask Matt a question. Sure. Uh, uh, bailiff, please take my robes. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> robes. Please hand me my. Uh, a bailiff my puts suit on jacket. the robes and is now the judge. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he feels so cozy. He's all cozy though. <clears throat> Now, I'm just a simple southern lawyer, <laughs> but Matthew, I do declare, I want to know, when you were making your way through Stormvale Castle, how many times did you die against Margaret? A lot. Yeah. Um, it was an entire How, it, how about in time? How much time? Day. Like, I, I think I said it earlier, I think it was maybe, I'm going to guess two and a half hours. I bet it took well, me longer than that. <laughs> I died 32 times. And I've kept I died track. more than 32 times. I know that. I had never let another boss beat me that bad again. Ooh. Now, when I got in there, I fell in love with Sorcerer Roger. Did you also fall in love? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who's that? 
He's the sorcerer man that you yeah, summon see, when you fight Margaret. Later, when you go into the castle, you meet him in person. I guess this is the guy I summoned. I don't. I don't know. I didn't know anything about him besides his funny little hat. Well, I know. fell in love with that funny little hat. Now let me tell you a story. After I fell in love with that funny little hat, my character was a prisoner. I had a big metal head and only one mm-hmm. eye slit. Now, after I fell in love with that hat, I was like, I want that hat. So I devoted. <laughs> countless hours after that to try to figure out how I do this. <laughs> There's never been a more sun-ass game than this game. Just to yeah. make it clear. So, I find and I discover through the community which, let me tell you, I have to put a free sponsorship in here for X After Life because that's who I use to find all this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Extra my, Life. Absolutely. That's what my oh, guide was from. Absolutely fell in love with all this stuff. Now, you see, Roger, you eventually discover him. I'm going to spoil some things here. So, spoil the warnings. I don't know how long this is going to take, but it may take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually track Roger down to this little place in the, su- in the south where you go. How did you track him down? How does this, how does this actually... I Googled it. Because to me, I mean, everything he, was so hard to... Oh, you just... You I just Googled like, it. I, see, I, I was like, how okay, do I find okay. this fella? <laughs> I Googled Where's it. this fucking guy? I want his goddamn hat. So, well, wait, said. wait. He's easy to find because he just goes to the hold, Exactly. Right? I mean, so you go to the up. hold, you yeah. talk to him. Eventually, he starts setting down. He gets real tired. He gets real sleepy. And you're like, why are you so sleepy, Roger? Why is this, what are you going to dream about? Because he's sick. And he gets like, uh, you find out he's sick. And you find out <laughs> that the Black Knife Assassins... Now, they are part of why he's sick. And then you discover that Rainy, this little mistress sorcerer that you discover with two crazy-ass faces, you discover she's also part of this plot. And then you go back to the hold, you find Roger, he's in a big old blanket. He's in a chair and a blanket, and you're like, how the hell am I going to get that hat? What are you doing? What's happening? Shut up, let him do it. Shut up. How am I going to get that hat? Well, you go on a long journey. You eventually have to fight a bunch of people, talk to a couple other people, but then eventually you come back. He tells you he lived a really hard life. What he did to someone else, that won't reveal this because there's someone he betrayed, someone's brother that he betrayed. You find out that he feels bad about that. You leave, you go talk to some other people, you come back, he's dead. <gasps> yep. And then you get that hat. I spent countless hours streaming wandering around looking like a crazy man because i have a again a big metal head with only one eye slit and at the time i had customized i didn't realize how to change my look so it was just a red eye i looked really scary my partner in life in real life didn't enjoy watching the game because every time she saw my character she hated it it made her sick (laughs) but i loved him I work night this, and day. What is this character you're doing right now? The Southern this lawyer, is a Southern up. lawyer's okay. son, Sanders. He, just a simple Southern lawyer from Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> now you see. By the way, this that is not an Arkansas accent. This is a, is a, this is a traditional, this is a traditional Arkansas accent. That's more of a Carolina accent. <laughs> no, no, you Arkansas. sound like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> America's a melting pot. Now you see here. <laughs> This journey I went on, countless bosses, countless fiends, countless items I didn't know anything about, led me on a magical journey to eventually getting that silly little hat. Also made me quite sad because that mean Roger was dead, and I didn't get to experience yeah. his love no more. So Matt, I have to ask, was there ever a thread that you found 
that you thought, well, if I follow this thread, I could fall in love. Yeah, I wanted to. And and I think at some point, eventually, I rest my case. it would it would have got it's a, it's a wonderful case. Uh, Sustained. It is something I wanted to meaningfully engage with in this game. And I have a notepad on my phone. Not a lot of notes of on it. Me, it's not. A, well, I stopped doing just it. Once I just, just for the audience. Just Dogecast. for the audience. But like as, as <laughs> I was doing was just the, letting people know. As I was doing the open world exploring, I was writing things down and it was like, here's my notes. And, and I don't know what any of it means. And I have no idea how to investigate it further. Head to the Foundation of Gold, traverse Ly Raya Lucaria, Glintstone Eventide, mm. and reunite the Half Crescents at the Grand Lift. That's a thing that I was like, that seems like something I should check in on when it presents itself to me again. I don't know when that will be. I hope it happens somewhere. But you didn't get to Raya Lucaria. Sure. You didn't get that Half Crescent. Find Lanya and tell the guy at Round Table. Okay? Someday maybe I'll find Lanya. I don't... I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know where to do that. I don't know when to do that. I'm, I'm expecting the game to just... A round table. Mm -hmm. Round table hold. No, Lanya's not there. I find Lanya, and then when I found Lanya, I need to go tell the guy at round table hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... But again, it's I don't know what open, that is. But... Exactly, this open-ended thing. Find a glintstone key to pass through the academy to reach Erd Tree Capital. Another thing I don't know what any These of These are all means. like, it's so funny because what you're listing are like the main quests. Exactly. Like you, but that's, you would have done those things but by it was, accident. It, but those things is like a dude on the side of the road going like, come here, come here, please. Talk to me. And it's like, I don't know if this Listen. is. I don't know what this is. <laughs> and I don't know where to go with it. And, and so it wasn't able to hook me because there was no... And it's fine. This is, you ask me this question, so I'm I'm just answering it. But yeah, yeah, I get presented with that thing, and it's not like I need a quest marker to tell me exactly where to go. But this game is so chock full of fantasy names and fantasy places and fantasy equipment. I my brain fails to discern any of it without like I would have like you said. It's not nearly enough notes to keep track of all the shit this game probably wanted me to keep track of to be able to like go on some sort of mag magical journey to find a hat. I, I if the closest I had to that was well I would definitely want to get this shield and get these two ashes. So in that respect, I did those things, but those didn't happen to pull me down any uh, quest pl plot threads, but I, I'm interested in that stuff. I watched a, a handful of the Vati videos about the lore of this thing, and what I immediately found is, with, hilariously, this game is like in part penned by George R. R. Martin. We all know that that's kind of like a joke that the the producers pulled on everybody. I don't know. There are some things that there's feel some kind things of that R. R. are very George R. R. Martin, and mo more than anything is the idea that the way I engaged with a song of ice and fire was yeah i kind of i like watched the show i liked it and i went i i like certain some aspects of it a lot and i started reading essays about it and then i started to gain a grasp of sort of like everything and then i went back and read the books with like an underlying knowledge of things already and that's what contributed to the greater whole i i need the baseline i'm not very good at it being totally open-ended but what i already was feeling in the past few days of watching some vati videos is like man if i picked up elden ring now and I'm like watching these videos alongside it, I would pick up on these plot threads a lot easier than I was before when they were just throwing words at me. I need like a sense of context that the game in the early game doesn't provide you with. It gets there, but I, I hadn't received any context yet. And I need that context to, to get hooked on the plot thread. Bailiff, please bring oh. me back my robes. I would like to step back into the judgment chair. Uh, Judge Bailiff does not want to give up the robes just yet. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you another gift card. I'll give you another gift card. <laughs> 
to where? Where are we going? P.F. Chang's. Oh, my God. P.F. <laughs> Chang's. I do love P.F. Chang's. You're right. You're right. Here's your rope back. I don't know what I was oh, thinking. Yeah. It's $20. Wow. Um, I would like to roll out a figure here as the uh, bailiff. Uh, I would like to l- roll out a figure, and the bailiff goes to the back, and he rolls out a whiteboard, and it has Matt's frustration rankings on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. And bailiff rolls it to the front of the jury and says, uh, uh, Matt, you do need to uh, pick a spot on the frustration rankings, please, uh, mm-hmm. as we do know that this game is probably on there. Um, maybe, yeah. may, maybe, pro- probably. Let's take a look at previous frustration rankings on the list in this order. Number one, Killer Instinct. Just the act of playing Killer Instinct. Sustained. Frustrating. Number two, Halo 2 levels that make you just sit there and wait for mobs to keep spawning in. Sustained. Number three, Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire, uh, uh, ski boots that you just slide around, slippery do style. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Jet Set Radio, the conflict of uh, sometimes the, me- the, the the actual technical mechanics bounce hard against what you... It's just a clunky, chunky game. And number five, uh, Mass Effect. Uh, I don't remember specifically what within Mass Effect, but sort of the, Sustained. the whole oove of Mass Effect 1 <laughs> was frustrating. Sustained and confirmed. <laughs> uh, so Elden Ring... Um, Elden Ring is a game where I don't think it's doing things wrong, right? So in that respect, I think it goes into a higher caliber of frustration, which is that Halo 2, Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire, and Jet Set Radio, those are flaws kind of that I find in the game. Mechanically, those are frustrating, but it's also like, well, okay, you probably had whatever different things against you, and it's no impediment on me. The most frustrated I get in games is when it's Matt versus himself, which is why Killer Instinct is up there, and why Elden Ring is probably a one or two. Yeah, it's probably one or two on the frustration ranking. I would say at least... The art and the idea of Elden Ring keeps me hooked more, and I'm engaged with that, whereas Killer Instinct's got, like, nothing. So I think Elden Ring takes the number two on Matt's uh, frustration. Why rankings. can't it be number... It's gotta be... Come on. It's game of the year. It's game you of the year. at least give it number one on something. <laughs> no, I think I think this is this is a, a, a fine... The frustration rankings for number mean one. a lot I wanna, of things. Okay. I want to argue for number one. So Killer Instinct, yes. Frustrating. Uh, it probably gets a more visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. But your journey yeah, Matt was puking when we played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it like I'm. It's it's a quicker fix of frustration. Yeah, yeah. But like Elden Ring didn't. It failed you on so many fronts. It didn't. The world didn't hook you. The art didn't hook you. The combat frustrated you. Like we've got several layers of problems, and I feel like Killer Instinct is a little simpler in its frustration. Sure. Whereas. Elden Ring is a complex frustration pie. Yeah, Killer Instinct made me continue to hate fighting games. Elden Ring made me hate myself a little bit more. And I would like know? to yeah. add, a, uh, <laughs> add something to that. Please do add to the pile. It is quite sad. I think. Well, no, I want. I want. I think I want to smooth and uh, present the frustration. Yes, that do I, some smoothing. That I, let's, that I, let's do some smoothing. That I think Matt is what what adds this. What could make this your number one frustration? Because I do think. I think it did a disservice because I think this, I think what's sad is that there is, there is this hat story. You can, this journey, you can go to take a hat and that, but it is, it is something that has to hook you. And I think what part, and it's not, I don't think it's Elden Ring's job to do this, but I do think that it is, it could have done a better job at 
allowing people who, you know, have limited time to give them something to hook. It, it could, yeah. there could be a journal in this game where it says, here's the people you met. Here's things they may have said. You know, it, they, it could have had, mm-hmm. it could have had something like that. Reminders. Reminders. There's a lot to remember in exactly. the game. And the game makes a choice. And I don't, I don't fault this choice. I think it's fine. But the alternative is I need to write these things down if I know my memory is not going to keep up with these things. Or if what I'm after is on the forefront to meaningfully engage with the plot stuff that doesn't automatically present itself to you, especially in the early hours. It sounds like later on in the game, they start sort of connecting things together that you've even just felt hunter you were describing an instance where it's like yeah you fought a boss you killed him and then later they're like remember that guy you killed earlier here's how you he was maybe like important in this way and now we'll kind of explain it to you that is i think that's kind of the rub because for someone like me i don't play this game consistently i think if you sit down and play this game and you play it you know couple times a week for a couple weeks straight you're going to remember a lot of this stuff because you're actively yeah, yeah. engaging in the story if you're playing right. this once a month once every couple weeks you know and because you only have so much time to devote to it you have to write down your your thoughts i had to right. i still that was my thinking with starting the notepad is i knew it was going to be chunks between each of my play sessions where it's like there's no way in heck i'll ever remember all the of caveat details. to that i like that stuff I like to keep yeah. my own notes. I have a, right now a scroll um, that I'm pulling out, uh, audience. A scroll. This is, if we, can we all confirm this is a scroll? Um, that is quite a scroll. Yeah, that's a scroll. And I can see it. Inside this scroll is paper, numerous amounts oh of my paper. God. This is all from a D&D campaign that I'm doing and that I'm, I'm, I'm a player in. And I like to keep notes. I like to draw pictures and write little short things. Yeah. Wow. And I like I like to do that with and... Elden Ring. But I'm yeah. not everyone. And and Elden Ring well, one of the most engaging things in uh, one of the Vati videos is he describes as they were just cuz his whole thing is like making content about from software stories uh because the games never like directly present you with the stories. They're all kind of interpretive in in this similar way. But he explains their sort of document they put together which is just like a big salad (laughs) just like a big word bubble of all of the ways they've connected this item to this name to this place and it's just like a million arrows all over the place and it's like the same as what you're describing here's our little our little just sketchbook where we just try to put everything together and that's i think that's mean i think that's a fun way to engage and it is didn't have the time to do now matt there is a game that you have done this with and this is where i was kind of leading with this is what about the witness got you to yeah. write stuff down that Elden Ring didn't. didn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Was it just the puzzle aspect? Was it just the engagement in the lore? Yeah, I think it's more di- I think I think um I mean the witness is certainly more direct in mechanically what it wants you to do. Uh it's very obvious. Whereas like what we're describing with Elden Ring is like there's a few different ways to skin the cat. You can you can approach these bosses and these things in different mechanical ways and it's a matter of figuring it out whereas like there's one solution to every puzzle more or less objection you mean many ways to skin the dog because this <laughs> game has a weird dog thing yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's true it's not, not much of a cat not I, I don't remember a single cat That's... i remember a lot of freaky dogs a lot of dogs man <laughs> crazy dogs i expressed a lot about my playthrough son has expressed a lot about uh their playthrough i'm I'm interested, and we, we've heard semblances of Hunter's story, but I do want to hear more, and especially because 
Uh, Son, you were just remarking on the idea of playing a lot of this game back to back, which I do believe is a, a perfect way to describe how Hunter Donaldson played the pants off of this game. Yeah, Hunter. So let's let's can we compare our two our two paths? Um, let's start with the basics. So currently, Hunter, I stand. I'm at level seventy. Um, I've put probably sixty hours, sixty or plus hours into the game. I've been slowly playing it. You know, probably every three, mm-hmm. four weeks, I get to put since, probably since like release. five hours yeah. since release, since the day it came out. I'm playing a prisoner. I'm Glintstone all the way, Glintstone Daddy. That's what I call myself. Cool. Um, that's awesome. Favorite Ash of War is my sweet, sweet um, jellyfish. Love that jellyfish. You like the jellyfish, oh, yeah. huh? That's I, the only one I have. I can't the jellyfish use it yet. made me feel weird. Like I, I. I felt like every time I tried to use the jellyfish, I just felt it, it didn't help with my role play. I got really into, I know it's like very, um, it's like kind of an overused tactic, but which like, I think it makes sense that it would be an overused tactic, but um, about halfway through the game, or I don't know, I don't know at what point in the game, you get something called a mimic ash, mm. which is just a copy of you. And I really like my ditto you know like the idea that i have this ditto that i'm running through the game with it feels like we're buddies and we tackle the boss uh together now i didn't learn how to level my ashes until like pretty late in the game and then even then i didn't really care to figure out like i don't have the right stuff and i'm not gonna figure out Mm. where to get it so my mimic ash kind of sucks i kind of deploy him strategically it during a boss fight, and I don't expect him to like last that long. Um, oh, he's, see, I, fig- he's just I figured in- that stuff out early, and I, I yeah. Matt mentioned farming. I believe farming is, I mean, it's one of the core tenets of this game. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was kind of like what what was that Nintendo Direct where they released game. all the farming games? Yeah, like, only farming yeah. games. Yeah, Elden, Elden Ring was like, hold my too. beer. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna show you what farming <laughs> is, um, because I mean, yeah, I I farm those things. I got my my jellyfish is a pretty stocky jellyfish. What does that farming look like for you? I'm curious. What what like what, are you just picking kind of an area with like there's ten guys I can kill easily. I'm just gonna do that over and over again, or is it? Is yeah, it it's it's new? well, okay. it's it's like okay, I have to Google find out where these things are because as you level through the ash you have to use different types of things the same thing but leveling up your weapons oh you're farming like crafting equipment to upgrade something exactly like physical Um, items okay yeah to get my jellyfish higher um to get my glintstone uh weapon you have to get the smithing crystals to get those up and stuff like that Uh, um and all along you know you're getting souls and stuff to level up uh objection they're runes actually thank you actually sustained yeah um but hunter (laughs) so you last i checked with you you were 110 120 now 120 now yeah um i am still playing the game uh i am currently on the final boss i have not uh completed the final boss i've gotten to a point where i've sort of learned uh i would say about half of the final boss's move set um, and when I say final boss, I mean the first phase. Yeah. I know it's a two-phase fight because I've seen what the final phase looks like, and that's not what I'm looking at right now. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, there's going to be a second phase, huh? But yeah, so I'm on, I'm on that final boss. I have not uh, fought Melania yet, the mm. most famous boss. Uh, I'm saving that uh, for possibly a stream. I was going to announce, like, I'm going to do that on this day mm. in this episode, but what I'm realizing is that this episode doesn't come out until I'm going to be in Arkansas. And when I'm in Arkansas, I won't be playing yeah. Elden Ring at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will stream it at some point, me fighting uh, Melania. I feel I like love that. whenever Elden Ring DLC gets announced, I'm going to have to play a lot more of it. 
Um, I honestly am like, I have never played a game that has made me want to play it again more than I have played with this game. Now, when, like, you, when you say you want to play it more, is it like you want to try a different class? You want to try a different technique? Yes. So what, what class are you? I want to try you? a different build. Uh, so I'm I'm going uh, samurai. Nice. Um, I because I picked it because of Sekiro because I Sekiro was the first From Software game I ever fell in love with, um, and so I was like, oh, I'll go for this because you know it, I'm sure this is the one that's for the Sekiro players. It ended up not quite being like that exactly, but now I feel like I have made it that way. My current build is I I have two katanas. I have the starting katana which I've leveled up all the way, and then I have this one called uh, Rivers of Blood which I got um, at, at this church. There was a church, and then there was a guy, and he had this awesome sword, and I was like, oh, I hope I get that. And then I beat him, and I was like, oh, I do get that. So now I have two katanas. Um, I have no defense, so I, I come in. Glass cannon. My boss strategy is sort of like what Matt was describing, of like now I have to just dodge every hit because I have no defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spin, I'm like a glass cannon type approach. My character does a lot of damage and bleed uh, which is also one of the strategies that uh, some of the toxic people frown on. Um, bleed <laughs> is this interesting mechanic of like, the more you hit them, the the more you fill this bar. When the bar fills all the way, you do a bunch of extra bonus damage. Mm-hmm. Now it's been nerfed a couple times. Mm-hmm. I don't know like its current status as far as like, if people think it's broken or not. For me, it's fine. And I actually think it's kind of a cool game that I play with the boss, which is that I try and learn their movements. I try and dodge everything that I can, but mostly I'm trying to hit them as fast as possible. The more I'm hitting them, the stronger, the more aggressive I'm playing, the more I'm filling that bleed bar and the closer I can get to that moment where I get a bunch of extra damage done. Um, A lot of the time when the bleed hits is when I'm about to finish the boss, uh, which is great. A lot of my boss fights will be like really tense and I'll have like a third of health done and then bleed will hit and we're done suddenly. Yeah. Suddenly hmm. I've just killed the boss and it's such a wonderful uh, relief. I, I, sorry, I want to step in because people that yeah, try to ahead. police like, hey, you can't use bleed damage because it's cheap. Hey, because I, I, when it first came out, they were like, don't use ashes. Don't use the summons. Quit summoning. Yeah, that was so, wild to hear that discourse of like, don't I just use these say, summonings that are like the... Seems like the entire theme of the game is if like they put it your in the game, yeah, you can use game. it. Shut yeah, up, absolutely. <laughs> That's from me, and you can take it to the bank. You can tell by how the some not all the bosses, by how some of the bosses are designed. Uh, they have a lot of techniques that will just kill your ashes. Oh, yeah, and and like I kind of feel like if you don't use your ashes, then you don't realize that the bosses have techniques that are specifically designed to do that yeah. which feels like you're just missing like a whole aspect of the boss design because right. like i'll i'll summon my my ash sometimes and i'll be like ah oh, dang it he did that move well that's just gonna that's it well now my ash is gone so <laughs> we'll see how this run goes probably won't be the one yeah um so i think it like dealing with that is like a part of the game um and i don't know i think these I think the way the way those people talk about these games, it makes it seem like they're really insecure on from software's behalf. Yeah. But like, I feel like these are some of the most competent people making games. Mm -hmm. So just just trust them a little bit. You don't have to defend their design by like self curating it. Like 
let the game they made be the game you're playing. Exactly. Um, Sustained. Instead of, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't, frankly, I think these people are geniuses and they're kind of the only people at their weird level doing what they're doing. Like yeah. From Software is in the realm of like triple A uh, developers, like not like some giant like corporation sized developer. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're partly owned by uh, this large Japanese corporation by a, by a parent company. They're partly owned by Sony um, and a couple other uh, groups. But like, they they're essentially just like a like a middle a, a middle sized developer making these games that are just outrageously their own thing and and true to themselves. Right. Um, which I think is really admirable. Yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing because I mean before this, right? I I played. I was you know day one. Demon Souls comes out. I've never played. Yeah, yeah, I've never played that. a harder game in my life to the point where like I'm like yeah. I, I I was like I can't I and this is to all you listeners out there. I had never made it past that <laughs> fucking dragon. Not a damn time. I could not get across. <laughs> I remember. I this could too, not get yeah. across the bridge. Yeah. I was like, okay, these these guys just make games that are not for me, and that's okay. I'm just not that capital G, you know. And yeah. you know, Dark Souls comes out. I play that with my little brother. Have a good time with it. He's way better at these games than I am. I'm like, okay, I'm just not that guy. I, I jump on Dark Souls 3. Again, not that kind of guy. It doesn't connect with me. It doesn't click. Even though I watched this thing, IGN put out a really cool thing. It was like uh, these two British guys play this game. One person just talks about the lore, and the other person who's never played these games before and is absolutely terrible at these games has to beat the game. Um, and it is it is an amazing wow. series. It, it was so... I was, I was like sick cool. one day, and I sat and watched the entire thing. It was just fantastic. Um, and so I was like, okay, like... I want to just follow up the lore. So retread Demon Souls, find out the lore. All of Dark Souls, find out the lore. You know, obviously Bloodborne comes out. I'm in love with the aesthetic. It's Castlevania, you know, gothic horror, mm-hmm. um, werewolves. Like, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Visually, just absolutely beautiful game. Can't wait for you from Surfware to finally re-release it and make it even more beautiful in modern technology. Anyways. Yeah. Put it on PC. Put it on Put it PC. On PC. Elden Ring, you know, I never played Sekiro, and now I really want to. Um, you should. Oh my I, God, I really want to play that game so bad. Um, bounced off Neo. It, I know it's not the same guys, but like, nah. you know, it, it was. I was like, oh, I'm just going to experience this. But when Elden Ring came out, I have never played a game in my adult life that made me feel like a child again, where it was like, I'm yeah. going to get this game. It's extremely hard. I can't get past this first level. But then eventually you do, and then you just feel like, I have mastered this. I have taken this tool. It's like learning the trombone. You're like, you know, and you're making all these crazy noises. But (laughs) then you can do a quick scale, and you're like, okay, I'm learning. And and I love Elden Ring because what it does is put you, throw you into a pool and teaches you how to swim. And yeah. I think it was just, it was, to me, I've, I've in love with it. I'm going to be playing this game forever. I probably won't beat this game for another, like, a year and a half, maybe two years. I really don't know because of the path, how long, you know, I've been playing it. But I love it for that. And I think it's, I think that's what's admirable. And I think that what From Software has done, and what I hope they do with Armored Core, is make that accessibility for players like me. Now, obviously, there are other players, like Matt, where it still hasn't, you know, it doesn't doesn't do all the things it needs to do to grab that audience. But I think that's okay. I mean, some games, I mean, I experienced this with 
like I mentioned, all these other From Software games that I did right. not get hooked into until this one. I think, and as Hunter, I think you're the first person I heard say this, everybody has their From Software game that mm-hmm. catches right. them, hooks them, and makes them fall in love with it. Yeah, I think that, you know, they, they get a lot of flack for there not being an easy mode. Uh, and I think that that what people are kind of missing whenever they are having that discussion is that from software's goal with every entry it feels like from software is trying to like include more people right they want more people to play these games but they're trying to do it while maintaining all of their specific sensibilities For sure. and i feel like the thing about elden ring is that it's the farthest they've come in including 100%. more people yeah. yes Sustained. all of that weird stuff is still there all of that stuff that just feels true to what they want and not necessarily like it's not it's it's this type of design that we don't see at this level very much which is kind of just like a not focus testing this yeah. this is not this was not put in front of like a panel of people and then they gave it feedback we're doing that now upon release <laughs> basically yeah. <laughs> yeah um but like i i i just really admire that a lot um and I just feel like as as they go, like if this one did not hook you, that's fine. Check them out in the future. I feel like their goal is to keep trying to include. You'll more find people. one that you're going to fall in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for, for my purposes, I bought Dark Souls 3 maybe like a year to two years after it came out because I was watching a lot of videos of it and just thought it was pretty cool. I was like, I would love to try one of these from software games. And in starting it out, I was liking it. Like I, I was liking Dark Souls three plenty, and then what happened was us starting this show, and we kind of, you know, it was like we're not going to do Dark Souls three anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And Elden Ring was already on the horizon. If anything, I was playing Dark Souls three a little bit, like as a precursor of like I definitely am gonna play Elden Ring. But what Elden Ring I feel like has shown me is a desire to now go backwards and give one of those a shot because. For for me, I would say the number one hang-up I had with Elden Ring is the intimidation I got from how vast and large it is. And I wouldn't mind a slightly more refined, structured version of, you know, a, a, a bit more dungeon crawling. You need like dungeons and Elden Ring you. and all that. I would like a little bit of railroading, which I think yeah. the Dark Souls games do, and I want to at least feel that out, right? That's that's my desire is to go back to I I don't know that I want to do Bloodborne and I don't I definitely don't want to do Sekiro yet, but like I'm interested in if I give another From Software game, it's either whatever their next iteration of this is, which might be a while since Armored Core 6 is what's next on their docket. Right. Um so while we're waiting for whatever might follow up Elden Ring, I would like to put some more hours into Dark Souls 3 at some point. That's kind of where my head's at. That's interesting. I I feel like though it's it's hard it's hard for that to really make sense in my head. I know that you've had some discussions online that have led you to to feel that that Dark Souls 3 might be better equipped to your taste. But also like the whole point of Elden Ring is that it is a Dark Souls game where they have given you all of these options whereas like if you play dark souls 3 that's going to be closer to the all right you got to do it like this sure in a way i think for me the way the options in elden ring feels and this could be wrong right i haven't played enough to 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 verify this but the way it has been feeling for me is 
the options are out there if you can eventually find them. But there's kind of mm. no telling if you will. Because there's so much. You might do a dungeon and find a katana. And you're not playing the katana game. And you don't want the katana. I, my character, I, I did a dungeon and I did happen upon a big chunky uh, sword. Not quite a like two-hander only sword. But like a way bigger sword that's like very slow swings. And I started using that, and I was like, I like this more. I like the I like slow, methodical sword swinging over the katana rush. Get as many jabs in. Like my 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 sword playstyle sure. was like the opposite of yours, and I was I was digging on that. And and hey, I discovered that I found that I wasn't expecting to. That's credit to the game, but I don't know how many times I can just stumble on something when sometimes what I am after is a is a specific thing and i i would like curated experience to, yeah i like the act of even setting my own goal within the game so maybe it's just more googling in elden ring for me to come up with more goals of things to do and just an understanding of what that is. Oh, that could be absolutely. a totally valid way to do it right like that that's fine yeah um, if, if you if you saw advice if you looked in the wiki you i guarantee you you would find so many ways to approach the game that would lead to a much easier progression right. for you. Mm -hmm. sure. Whereas I feel like to simplify, just to make my point real quick, it feels a little bit like what you're saying is I played Elden Ring. It was a little too hardcore for me. So I'm going to go to the even more hardcore stuff. Like, that feels a little strange. Is that the? I guess that's the sense. That's just not. That's. It, I mean, like, I agree with Hunter on that because Dark Souls <laughs> yeah, I get three it. is I get so it. hard. Those games really push back at you very sure. solidly with like not a lot of. It's kind of just like, and there's no option to turn around. You're in the dungeon yeah. or you're not. Hunter, I, get I think what ha what's happening is that we're slowly discovering that Matt is Gohan, and <laughs> the Dark Souls series is Cell, and that we need to push Matt just enough to where he goes Super Saiyan two and kicks yeah. Cell's ass. And I, maybe that is Dark Souls three. And I'm Tonks. <laughs> we should rank this game now. <laughs> I, think game. I think it's time to rank it um which will be impossible uh not really sure what the policy should be there number one baby <laughs> well that's why thank god what we have today is a jury who gets to provide us with a a verdict and that verdict is a tens range so ej you've done a lot of listening today you haven't had a lot of uh you didn't play this game you don't get to but i i believe we've all made cases and I think, at the very least, and we, we could just all ignore EJ. I mean, we can do whatever we want. It's our show. But I would love oh, for EJ, not ignore EJ to propose uh, like a tens range for us to then get but into. You want to try rankings. and blame it on EJ. Yeah, That's absolutely. kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 Instead of uh, forcing you to do it, which I think would be more interesting, just force Matt to rank it. Because I got Why my own. Why is it me, though? Like, I don't know. I got my it's, own. It's not rank. me. It's our show. So it's absolutely I not me. I have my own list, though. I have my own list, and I like it. Well, I this pull is it our list. During this part. Well, it's. It's, I don't know whose list it is, but I'm looking at one that's very good. I'm going to go on a grand quest to get Hunter's list one day. It'll be my new hat. The jury is filing back into the courtroom now. The lead juror stands up, and he looks to the audience. We, the jury, on the count of being a tedious game, we, the jury, find the game to be not guilty as the evidence is notwithstanding. On the count of the game being inaccessible, we, the jury, find the game to be not guilty as the evidence is not sufficient. 
on the count of the game being great, we the jury find the game guiltiest charge. <laughs> and the game faces charges of 1 to 15 years. Whoa. Whoa. A top 15er, says the jury. A top 15er. Cool. So, okay. that, so then the judge steps in for sentencing. For the audience, here is the top 15. Uh, number one, Disco Elysium. Get owned. Uh, number two, Silent Hill 2. Number three, Celeste. Panzer Dragoon 2 Zvi. Super Mario Brothers 3. Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Katamari Damacy. Quake. Raw Danger. Metal Gear Solid. Hyperlight Drifter. Halo Combat Evolved. Yakuza Kiwami. Papers, Please. And number 15 is Outrun. A thing I was thinking about ahead of recording this episode, and it's funny because it... it um. It's quite a bit higher. Not that I was expecting... I was not expecting this game to be anywhere close to the middle of the list. But an experience I noted that felt similar is Crusader Kings 3. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting the conversation way, way, way lower for us to then jump way up. But I just wanted to bring up Crusader Kings 3 feels very similar in its brilliance and its success at conveying mechanically what it wants to convey. And it's still just something I... Uh, I fail to meet on its terms. That's the comparison point I have. I had for Elden one Ring. comment that I wanted to make about Elden Ring to Matt because you love Skyrim. Yeah. What I found about Elden Ring and the way how you picked up that sword, there are paths. Just and this is just a little asterisk. There are paths in Elden Ring to like restructure your character and reapply your points, so like your yeah, class yeah. doesn't even matter. Um, yeah. And so you could eventually do that. I will just, just say that to you. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. I wanted I want to make a point about uh, Crusader Kings three because since Matt jumped down here and this is something that I'm a bit of an expert on I wanted to say <laughs> um, you know just listening about Elden Ring and I have seen a lot of Elden Ring be played so even though I have zero hours in the game I get it I am yeah you do I yeah but I also I am also somebody who like Matt uh, now Matt is willing to put himself in harm's way. Matt, Matt is He's Matt a hero. is a great friend and a hero because Matt will go and put himself in harm's way when it comes to to playing games. He'll die for you. He will die uh, for me. Me, I am not willing to do that. I know. I watch these Souls like games and I go, <laughs> yeah, right. But like, I'm not playing that. I'm super not playing that. Like, I'm not. I can appreciate how good the game is without playing right. it. Now, Crusader Kings right. three. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about this game and why I put. Uh, Elden Ring in the top 15 just based off of what I know about it and what you guys were saying mm -hmm. about it Crusader Kings 3 where what it lacks intently and even though it has that same feeling of kind of uh, you know this kind of open world-ish sort of feel Crusader Crusader Kings 3 is vastly vastly like I, I don't know how to say this because I know we talked about it in the Crusader Kings 3 mm -hmm. episode but it is limited and unlimited at the same time. Mm -hmm. You right. don't know what you're going to get out of the out of the game because it is right. because it is something that is unexpected, right? You right. you are having a unique experience when you play C Crusader Kings three, which is probably the same as Elden Ring. Go ahead, Matt. I'll put it this way: my vibe on the two is sometimes, and the beauty and the hilarity of Crusader Kings three is that very often you'll get things that don't feel intentional at all. It's just like this hilarious output the game gave you. And the game is designed to just provide hilarious outputs, but like right. they don't feel very intentional. Whereas Elden Ring, even in its broadness and how much scope that is, 
it still feels intentional <laughs> every step yeah. of it. it's like you were meant to experience everything every in elden inch ring that you yeah you are, you're meant there. to experience it but i i i want to say that that is not true of crusader kings and since it's not true of crusader kings it makes it a vastly different experience there is yeah. a button in crusader kings 3 and i we all love this button it is just let's see what happens and you hit the <laughs> fast forward button and that yeah, button, yeah. that button goes, baby. You can't hit yeah. fast forward oh. in Elden Ring. You can fast forward <laughs> through an entire, like, you can fast forward through your entire dynasty in Crusader <laughs> Kings 3 in an hour. Sustained. You can just be like, yeah, let's right. see how this idiot let it does. Run. Yeah, let's <laughs> right. let, let it yeah. roll, baby. Let it ride. Yeah, you, you can totally gamble with Crusader <laughs> Kings 3. You can't really gamble as much in a game like Elden Ring. Now, does that make it better or worse? No, but I think that overall, I think Crusader Kings 3 still is limiting yeah. What you know, there's only so high on this list Crusader Kings 3 can be, whereas Elden Ring, I think the potential is much more, uh, much well, higher. Let's bounce around in our top 15 range then. I have a question for Hunter. Uh, Hunter, Elden Ring and Yakuza Kiwami, uh, with regards to kind of how elated you were after each of those games. I mean, I certainly feel and know that Elden Ring is higher, but uh, I'm I guess I'm just asking you to sort of compare those two as action games and as sort of pieces of um you know yakuza's storytelling is much more direct than elden rings but they're still big kind of story games i would say yeah they're both like i mean they're both japanese rpgs and they're both actually kind of funny yeah uh, yakuza kiwami is funnier uh mm -hmm. but elden ring is also pretty funny there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of really funny like odd stuff uh, in Elden Ring, it's funny how gross Elden Ring decides to be. You know, like that's, oh, yeah. that's I like I yeah, just think but, it's <laughs> wild. I mean, yeah, the, the, there is a lot of gross stuff, but I, also like I laugh every time the pots come alive and attack you. <laughs> like right. I just think that's just a hilarious yeah. thing. To have I can't in a game. get over how cute they are. I love them. I hate <laughs> yeah. killing them. They, they I like love the way they, at them. they lumber towards you. They kind of like lean forward. Yeah, and there's like, different God, sizes. So You're like, oh, I can hug you yeah. at all stages of life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I've. There's always this moment of like I'll see like one of the little ones coming towards me, and I'll start attacking it. But there was a big one like right off screen, and they 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 do this spin move. Mm. Well, they'll they're just spin right into you, and it's so funny every time that happens. I mean, yeah, it will kill you, but it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, die, it's just die it, it's happy. a funny sense of humor. Um, Elden Ring uh, was is like Yakuza Kiwami was like the first step on like a like a fun journey like almost like uh it's like a comic book it's a soap opera right. that i'm experiencing but elden ring is like defining a, like a like a defining video game like yeah. for the ages to right. me right um and yakuza kiwami uh while i love it and it's uh it's a good friend i like hanging out with it um, it's it's not that we'll see. I mean, the Yakuza series right. as a whole, a whole might be equivalent to like Elden Ring, right? But like, does a single entry in that series right. uh, reach that height? No, because um, yeah. yeah. Elden Ring is just it's huge. You yeah. could you could just spend so. I mean, so many people have spent it's like hundreds of hours in this world. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't it, make any sense that it only it really doesn't make years. sense. Like it, I don't I don't get it. Uh, outside of they were working on it way before that. Well, but they know how to use their yeah, resources, sure. right? They're using the same language they've been using for ten years of video games. Like they get to borrow 
you know, there's there's probably plenty of attacks that are just like, well, we pulled that from this guy's attack in Dark Souls. We get to just reuse mm-hmm. our assets. Oh, for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. Like, I, I love when developers smartly reuse assets. I think that's what everybody should be doing. It's you not only they to... reused them, they made them better. They made things right, make that them better, were like, reinterpret them. Yeah, yeah, there were things yeah. that were in Dark Souls. I was like, this is just unbearable. Like, it's like yeah. how I'm moving, how I'm rolling, how like stats and stuff work. I was like, yeah. some of this is like, this is just clunky it feels feels like i'm playing like second edition dungeons and dragons i'm like this is kind right. of clunky this is the thaco system um and then yeah. when you play elden ring you're like oh it's 5e it's anybody can play it like anybody can grab a hold of right. a controller and just play this yeah. game um whether they yeah. like the experience or not it's separate i would like to jump ahead to a, a conversation point i'm i'm feeling drawn to which is weirdly enough katamari Damacy, because for me uh, Katamari Damacy is is uh, is tighter, is shorter little segments. I can do a piece of that at a time, you know. Um, but for me, the big talking point in Katamari Damacy has always been, like, it's mechanically, it's selling the idea of the game to you, the like the 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 jumbleness of it, the the it's janky on mm. purpose is is my is constantly mm-hmm. my talking point, and that is something I absolutely respect out of Elden Ring, even if it's something I can't approach. Again, I I push up against like how much time it asks of me, but in a sort of <laughs> taking everything on the whole, it's beautiful that Elden Ring is something worth investing time in. Whereas there are other open world games where you could put hundred, even Skyrim. I'm like I've put hundreds of hours into Skyrim, but I know that like not all of those hours are created equally, and a lot of it is just sort of faffing about and doing whatever. Whereas it's like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to ever say Elden Ring doesn't respect my time. That's not the kind of time Elden Ring asks of you. It, it, it just wants time because similar to our Twilight Imperium podcast, the length of a TI game is what brings meaning mm-hmm. to it and weight to it. And I think Elden Ring is a game about like weight and sacrifice and overcoming obstacles through uh persistence right so i think the time is inherent to the effect it's just a hurdle i haven't crossed yet yeah it sounds like you like this game now (laughs) yeah 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 it's what it sounds like i do not i will never understand the when we get to the ranking section matt is like going through like a hat closet i just like putting on these different hats and being like now i'm this person because i'm not gonna take my experience and say it's a bad game because i was not good enough at it i'm not gonna do that ej just said it earlier he doesn't even have to play this game to like recognize reasons why it's good and reasons to respect and and reasons to not play it for ej right like ej (laughs) sees that it's a top 15 game on your list and ej is never in oh god no please keep it away from me i don't want (laughs) to play yeah. And that's yeah. okay. I, I love it because it is so because I can see my friend Hunter make an impassioned speech where I am brought to tears uh, as a bailiff in a fake <laughs> in a fake court case. And a full jury. Um, and and uh, a full jury. And I yeah. think that that's I think that if something is that special to somebody else and, and can be that special, just just the fact that an experience can be that special to somebody else. I mean, it yeah. speaks to me uh, as an em- empathetic person, just knowing I'm like, oh, well, then. That's a good game. <laughs> right. Here's here's the differences I'll, I'll spell out because I do hear people tell stories about things like Bloodborne and moments in Dark Souls where they talk about like the most frustrating moments of those games. And in some instances, they genuinely sound just unpleasant, just bad. 
Everything about it is just like not enjoyable for anybody. It's just a dumb hurdle they put in the game, whatever. You know, some some of the just most like beat your head against something moments is what I think used to plague these FromSoft games. But I feel like Sekiro and Elden Ring both exist in this timeline where it's like we've refined it enough to now we're not going to have just like chaff and we're going to do a very specific thing. I think Sekiro is a very specific thing and it feels like Elden Ring is a very specific thing where I don't hear people talk about they talk about some of the first hard bar you know market is described as like the first proper test of the game it's like the first mm -hmm. hard 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 thing you're gonna do or whatever um but nobody anywhere that i've seen describes it as bullshit or cheap or dumb in any like no there's no mm. moments the, the most i've seen is there's frustration sometimes with the thing where um you walk through a door and you didn't know there was a dude to your left that's going to jump out and get you. It's like a little fucking squirrely mm. guy. I knew that that was a possibility. And also, 90% of the time, there's a little plaque on the ground that says, watch left. And you're like, well, okay, cool. I, I got it. I actually put the game with those off. Oh, really? I wouldn't do that. I would. Yeah. I like the I like the hints I found. Uh, I like having the uh, people out there to kind of help warn me of things, even if they're lying to me. I don't mind. Uh, I, I, I'm with Sun. I actually don't really like those either um which is kind of weird because it's like i would say kind of an essential experience for a lot of people with these games but i think it is just clutter i don't know i just like it oh I, yeah visually i hate it yeah visually I, it messes everything up for me and i'm just like Ugh. but there's times where i turned it on for instance you mentioned oh there's not cheap things well that that gargoyle fight can go fuck itself um i <laughs> yeah. will say that because those yeah. gargoyles are pieces of shit and i yeah. hate them and I, that's currently where i'm stuck at in the game so that's the reason why i'm so angry <laughs> but, yeah a lot of a lot of the late game bosses are um like very 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 hard yeah. like i i don't want that getting misconstrued here sure and i have i have seen a lot of people talk about the late game elden ring bosses as compared to the stuff in all of the from software games and it sounds like the stuff at the end of elden ring is like the hardest stuff they've ever made yeah now i have to yeah. go off other people's experience with that because i haven't played through all of these games uh the last Thus far, I haven't played anything that is as difficult as the end boss in Sekiro to me, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't gotten to Melania yet. People say Melania is the hardest from software boss of all time. She seems like a nice nightmare. <laughs> yeah, she does seem like a nightmare. She like regenerates her health as you fight her, which sounds very demoralizing. She also blossoms into like a beautiful flower that just kills you. I'm like, yeah, I, what a great yeah. way to die. But then we also yeah. get the story Based. of let me solo her. And you know what? Oh, I would what a that brilliant for moment for of the <laughs> internet. Awesome. We didn't even talk yeah. about that. Uh, I would I would I would be so happy to one day have that individual jump into my game and help me. <laughs> his armor is just uh, he wears nothing and then he has a pot on yeah. his head and I love it's, that. Yeah. I think that's so, so funny. Brilliant. And he kicks her ass. So brilliant. Uh, yeah. I I love from software games for uh, how remarkable their speedrunning categories oh, look. Oh yeah. That's some of the best some of the best speedrunning you can possibly watch is any and True. all from software. Speedrunning for Elden Ring is crazy. People break the game. They move left. They jump out of the menu. They quick save. They jump back in, and then you watch. Yeah. Then you watch them <laughs> zoom across the map, and they're just boom at the boss. <laughs> you know, it is. I I watched hours of that. I was like, this is insane. I mean, most yeah. of the game was spoiled from for me like boss fights story stuff from watching that i was like i don't care <laughs> yeah sure sure i don't care i want to get back to you mentioned this matt the investing time in and i think that i think is a core tenet of how i feel about this top 15 
is the time invested in and that quality of time. Because I want to point out Outrun, for instance. Yeah. I think Outrun is the experience and hearing the music. I actually I, I brought Outrun's soundtrack to um, my partner's family's house while we were getting ready for their grand their grandparents' anniversary. Uh, they were married for 70 years. Yeah. I played the Outrun soundtrack out there and everybody <laughs> fucking loved it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Those tunes right? are forever. Dude, like <laughs> Outrun should be the number one game for on this music list alone. just because it transcends <laughs> exactly. video games, okay? Like it is it is beyond anything. It's incredible. Uh- Outrun shouldn't be compared to other video games. Outrun yeah. should be c- compared to like yes. chocolate cake other yes. and like ice cream. Thank you. Like that's what you should be compared. Like Outrun shouldn't be on this list. It should be on a list of all of the best things to do. When we ranked pizza toppings, Outrun should have been number yeah, one. Yeah, should have been number one pizza <laughs> topping. Um, so yeah, time invested. Like yeah, time invested to Outrun with the music is amazing. Um, but your actual experience moment to moment, I think it, it, it's it's short whether the time you need that Elden Ring wants you to invest the mm-hmm. relationship I, that's how I'm seeing this and the way you phrased it Matt made me yeah. think this the relationship you start to have with Elden Ring um, right. papers please I think that's also another type of relationship right but it does lack some other bits like you you cast it aside really quickly exactly yeah, but, you, but yeah, watching really you, your playthroughs of it when you guys were doing it it was amazing you know seeing the story develop and hearing about how it's going um, then Yakuza uh, that's another one where it you invest a lot of time you get a lot of humor a lot of quality like almost family time out of it like a bunch of friends who haven't seen each other in a long time you kind of like sit down and like laugh and like you 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 race cars and you try to find your apprentice to take your place in this little car racing thing what an amazing (laughs) thing that we were gifted Uh, halo combat (laughs) involved you know your your time that i don't think the quality of time the time invested in that is with the game that's raw social that's raw social yeah, time that's hyperlight drifter he get, watching you get to the top of that speed running list that was the investment <laughs> of time you know that was the investment of like wow like what a cool experience metal gear solid now that now now we're starting to get into the part of the list where it's like i am investing time into this because i want this game i want to have a relationship with this game have my own stories with this game my own challenges with this game Mm -hmm. metal gear solid i mean the first time you encounter uh you go into the little hallway and you get a call don't move snake there's infrared sensors everywhere and if you move past (laughs) them you're gonna blow up and you're like what do i do let's just smoke a cigarette and figure it out and then you're like oh i can see them um <laughs> so enjoyable what a moment wait, 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 wait hold up hold up your argument for your one thing you want to isolate about metal gear solid is that you can smoke cigarettes yeah. Yeah, to see the yeah. ir sensors yeah, that you were just randomly Elden ring giant rpg and metal gear solid you can smoke cigarettes to solve problems yeah <laughs> i mean you said it yourself where's the line? um what do you <laughs> raw danger the investment of like telling your own story in this crazy catastrophe like thing like I, I i i watched a stream for raw danger admittedly kind of bounced off it a bit because i was like what is this crazy game you know and i i came in i think it was one of your like late streams too it was like towards the end of it um and I was like, what the hell's happening here? Um, but that's but hearing you talk about that game, that's a relationship you build, right? It's similar to where I, I think a lot of like um 
uh, at least it made me think of uh, like heavy rain, like those kind of relationships you build with telling your individual story through choices, like raw danger kind of does yeah, that, but sure. it's just way better. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a fun comparison point too, because I do think there's a similarity with Elden Ring and raw danger, which is they both offer a promise mm. of that time investment, right? Raw danger, you do your first playthrough and it's, it is what it is. And then the game sort of tells you like, if you did this again and did things differently, like, how you know how different you're going to experience go, so many other things basically and the, the the big question is we haven't had that answered actually yet we have the idea of that promise whereas elden ring uh like four hunters sunk its teeth in enough where like it got to fully fulfill that promise uh in in within itself too you know hunter hasn't had to replay it yet for i think that to to bear fruit basically so i i think there's at least an argument for this thing to to come above these chunks of games um I, I think I think it's in that top seven area where I start to think the the conversations get much more difficult to have. I think I think Elden Ring easily goes above Quake, and then from there I don't know where to go. You're gonna do I that, to my boy. Point. I guess you're gonna do that to Quake. Well, I think you start to have to have <laughs> yeah, the discussion yeah. let, let, of the investment. No, Quake. No, Quake. It, it should go above Quake, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was about to say, let EJ defend Quake. Please. No, no, I, I have no defense for Quake. Quake's so cool, though. So I, cool. Like I said, it's a game I've never played, and, and Elden Ring's a game I've never played. Quake. I, I think in the end, I could spend more time watching Elden Ring because I'll turn on an Elden Ring stream yeah. sometimes while I'm playing Slate the Spire. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll just turn on an Elden Ring stream and just have it playing, and it's always something different. I've yeah, yeah. I've rarely turned on an Elden Ring stream where I've been like, oh, I've seen this one before. It's yeah, yeah. almost wholly unique. So here's the wild thing about Elden Ring too. If we're talking about Quake, we very often we'll talk about legacy, right? Quake mm -hmm. ushered in a new wave yeah. of many first-person shooters, and I think we can all feel that Elden Ring ushers in like a new standard for open world. Yeah design yeah. and expectations i mean that's been everyone's reaction this year is like this is doing stuff open world has refused to do for a while and i you're gonna see that shadow uh linger the top five games on your list are all impactful games yeah. right like i mean right. and even probably further down but yeah quake is like really a good drawing line where it's like hey this is where like stuff really gets like like future proofed sure. in a way you know and elden ring kind of feels that way too I would like to bring up this because I think it's only challenger in the open world community. And stop me if you've heard this one before is breath mm. of the wild. Breath of the wild does things that right. Elden ring still hasn't done. Like, yeah, you can traverse all the places you want to do in Elden ring, but I can't climb that mountain. I can't do this stuff. I can't soar across in a little, you know, glider. It, it so the, I think. I mean, I up, it's not even on this list, but those. That's the comparison. I think who will have the legacy, Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring? I think they both do very. I think. T I think if they married and had a sweet little baby, I think that would be the best open world game and that's ever been made. Um, yeah, but obviously we're not having that. What discussion. can? Uh, what What should Elden Ring? I'm sorry. What What can? What should Elden Ring take from Breath of the Wild, though? Like, I think it could. I think there is an amount of exploration, um, like the things in Elden Ring that you can jump onto and like speed run and like a traverse. Is, yeah, is yeah. they're like Climbing. very. I want to climb. Yeah, exactly. They're very specific things, right? Like, there's no top of the mountain 
that you can't find an Elden Ring that doesn't have a path to it, mm-hmm. right? There's no mountain that's like, what if I just yeah. climb that? And then you climb it, and then on the top, there's a whole other thing for you to discover. There isn't really that. Yeah, verticality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you pretty much, if you get somewhere, it's because you walked to it in some semblance. Or even taken if an elevator, in- <laughs> which I thought was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Elden Ring, what a, what, a, what a take. You put an elevator in this fantasy game. <laughs> To, because you don't, a lot of you don't want out. us to find a way to like climb down or glide down or get like a cool mount that can fly. The thing I'll say is what's wild about Breath of the Wild is I don't know for sure yet if Nintendo can follow that up. Mm. And I kind of know for certain that From Software can follow this up. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I, I know that they they will grow from even this game. Like, yeah, they're going to they're going to go hang out with mechs for a little while. But like when they come back to this formula, I I inherently trust them to improve on it to where it's like, we'll talk about Elden Ring as a starting point, but is it even going to be one of the top five from software games in 10 years and 15 years or whatever? Or is it going to get eclipsed even by their own machinations again? I don't know. Um, but we are talking about Elden Ring versus Quake. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to kind of make some progress there uh, because we are at two hours. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So Elden Ring versus Quake. Um, I My argument here for Elden Ring to go above Quake would be that Quake is not to Doom as Elden Ring is to Dark Souls. Right. Uh, when right. people played Quake, even at the time, they were a little bit like, this is kind of like too similar to Doom. Right. And while Quake was sort of like, we've got this whole multiplayer aspect that is going to evolve, Doom already had a multiplayer aspect as yep. well that was like there was already community kind of there it feels more like a a step yeah whereas elden ring feels like a mm-hmm. leap right. from what came before a, right a that legacy of, point is 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 in that service of like quake is a yeah. stepping stone whereas elden ring is a is a leap yeah forward, I agree. it's almost like right. a finishing point in a way like it like for a lot of companies it yeah. would be like the goal you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah like that's what's right. crazy about to this get game. there yeah um and yeah so I feel like we're all in agreement that it can go above Quake. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about Katamari Damacy. I feel like the things in common are that they are both games that sort of exist outside of any kind of mainstream mm-hmm. taste, or yeah. they don't feel focus grouped. They feel like tr- true to themselves. Yeah. Um, Katamari feels very personal. Elden Ring is personal, but much more vast. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, to me, Elden Ring is a more impressive achievement, even if I think Katamari is cooler. Yeah. Because Elden Ring manages to be personal and, like, something that so many people had their hand in. Exactly. And you can you talk know. about I, it with everybody. You can, like, have, sit there and, like, have a talk with your friends about your experience in Elden Ring, and they'll tell you about theirs. With Katamari, it's like... Absolutely. Right. I rolled that guy up, too. Elden yeah. Ring... <laughs> The, the fear I have with Elden Ring is like the fact that it is so big and yet this whole what must be pretty massive team had this level of synergy like that yeah. feels unparalleled in any art form like in, in film and in anything where it's a cooperative structure to then create art. The fact that Elden Ring is so cohesive across all of those d- developers and designers Mm-hmm. doesn't make sense like it literally doesn't make sense to me so that it, it has to keep jumping up versus like a beautiful little project by a, kind of like a genius that got a team to sort of like help him see his vision right that's a, it's a whole different scope um similar with getting over it with bennett foddy in in some respects right is is this is the mm-hmm. vision of one guy who's brilliant but 
he gets to make it exactly what he wants to make it. And he does not have to <laughs> hold the values and desires of a very large team. And yet Elden Ring accomplishes that. So getting over it with Bennett Foddy versus Elden Ring. I feel like Elden Ring is getting over it with Bennett Foddy. But the mountain is going in every direction at yeah. once. Mm -hmm. right. And it's taller. It's the tallest mountain you've ever seen <laughs> in yeah, your life. Kind of unfair. They're literally the same game. It's the exact same <laughs> it's game. It's the same game, but only one is more. It's like, I don't know. And yeah. even when you get to space, there's another mountain pointing back there's at another, you. Yeah. There's yeah. another space. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and getting over it with Bennett... Like, if getting over it with Bennett Foddy was Elden Ring, you would have, uh, like, 50 different... Uh, tools you could use to get up the mountain instead yeah. of just a Yosemite yeah. hammer. Right. It right. would be like, you can use a plunger. Right. You can use, like, a broom handle. And each one has its own mechanical depth exactly. and, and variety right. in, in right. form. So what we're saying <laughs> yeah. is, Bennett Foddy, please make your game harder. Yeah, Bennett Foddy, try variety. <laughs> <laughs> get him, Hunter. <laughs> Alright, so now okay. we're bringing it to the thing that I've been wanting to get us to. The original okay. Dark Souls game. Mario. <laughs> Mario, the original the Dark Souls. The original Dark Souls. Okay. Well, now it gets complicated for me because yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3 is number five on our list. It is number one on my personal list. However, I ranked Elden Ring above games like Disco Elysium yeah. and Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi. Right. Um, I did not rank it above Silent Hill 2 or Super Mario Brothers 3. I also ranked it above Celeste. Yeah. Um, so I have like a weird kind of topsy-turvy thing going on here. Yeah. Um, but I think if, depending on how y'all's vibes are, I am okay with letting Elden Ring go above Super Mario Brothers 3, even if I don't believe it. Super right. Mario is my yeah. first Soulsborne I, game. It was hard when I was a kid. It was very, very hard. <laughs> yeah. It is hard. It is hard for kids. It's still yeah. hard for me now as a dipshit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd I'd be happy with Elden Ring above Super Mario Brothers three. I mean, I know that that hurts Hunter a little bit, maybe, but all right, um, it's all right. My yeah, I I just think that I mean, yeah, it's tough because there are thing there there are things inherent in Mario's three's design that like can never be overshadowed, just ever. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I mean, like that's cut and dry. Like there there are parts of it that can't be out outdone. Convenient um, argument for you to be making now. <laughs> why? What do you mean? <laughs> I've been it's helping boost this. that you're so, you're you're being so absolute in your love for Mario Brothers Three. Now that it's at order, order, well, yeah, order, right in the court. It order in the court. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, Sustained. so that's that sounds like one vote Elden Ring, one vote Super Mario Brothers no, 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 Three. No. I wasn't done talking. Oh. But the the point oh. was to say these things like don't get to be challenged, basically. But I think the things in Mario Brothers 3 that feel extra to me that don't feel like a part of this like kind of perfect cohesive whole Elden Ring even with its enormous bevy of options all of those things feel more like they serve a purpose than like the hammer hat in Mario 3 or whatever like the frog suit kind of just like barely being in there and barely being considered and barely being elaborated upon there. I think there's chaff in Mario Brothers three, whereas even in Elden Ring's case of it being enormous, it doesn't feel like that much chaff for me because the goal of it is that it's that there are elements in it for somebody somewhere, right? That, that everybody's got, I don't know of anything that's just like you would wholly ignore this to even play this game at all. Like it yeah. feels like everything is, 
They have they have so many similarities because like the art for both is amazing. Uh, level design for the both are amazing. Um, there's little secrets that you can find in both that are really surprising and very satisfying. There are little 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 freaks that will pop out randomly and get you um, and ruin your whole run. They both have freaks that'll get you. Yeah. And then the music and then the music is amazing for both and iconic, I think. I mean, the music for Elden Ring, that opening score, the thing that gets me is that where Mario is like a straight line. You follow a, literally a line to get to the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Eldering does it kind of like an hourglass. You start at this, you know, little point, and then it funnels out very wide. Um, and there's so much you can do in the middle, but then it's going to funnel back again because everyone who plays Elden Ring, spoiler alert, we're all going to fight the same final boss. It's the same boss. It's the yeah. same. Right. Let's get that That's ring, true. you know. Um, too bad yeah. we don't have uh, Sonic Un- to compare this game to. Rings v. Rings. That would have been a really interesting conversation, <laughs> yeah. but Sonic dropped the ball. I, I was actually kind of surprised by the fact that there is just one final boss because Sekiro actually... It's that's not necessarily Ooh. true, which is pretty cool. Wow. Oh, and also I want to say to kind of piggyback off that, Elden Ring also sort of has its version of warp pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that are ex- exactly like mm-hmm. Mario warp. <laughs> that's pipes what I was saying. This is never this really great, great, great granddaddy versus great, 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 great grandperson. It's wild how similar they really are. <laughs> Um, what do you think is your vote? It sounds like we have two votes Elden Ring. This I'm abstaining yeah. for the record. I am not arguing one way or the other. I don't necessarily agree with all the arguments, but also I don't I don't I cannot put in anything. My main thing point. for Super Mario Brothers three is always I mean, it's so rooted in nostalgia for me. It it's, will always be one of the greatest games that have ever been made. Um, but that doesn't mean that games can't be better than it. Um so and that's yeah. how I stand. So I would vote Elden Ring above Super Mario threes. All right, yeah. that's that's three out of three. Elden Ring. Um, all right, let's talk about Panzer <laughs> Dragoon Two's Vi, a game that I think only me and Matt have played. I don't know. I like Elden Ring more. <laughs> I love dragons, but yeah, dragons mm-hmm. are cool. And and I'll say this: actually, I like the dragons in Panzer Dragoon more than the dragons in Elden Ring. I actually yeah. think the dragon fights are there's too many of them, and they're a little. I like their biology. I like their biology a lot more than the Elden Ring. It's like how the how your dragon will like in Panzer Dragoon will like evolve and like get aspects. I think that's yeah. Cool. If we're talking about dragons, I will listen and and trust Sun Sanders' opinion to my grave. Yeah, I love dragons, y'all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sun knows about dragons. Um, but can are they both on that? I mean, I I think they're in a similar level of excellence mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. I would be fine putting Elden Ring above. Obviously, I put Elden Ring above on my personal list, but just barely. It's sitting like two above Panzer Dragoon. Uh-huh. Um, so they're very close. We're in a very close kind of part. I would rather put Elden Ring up higher now because I can feel this thing happening with the discourse about Elden Ring. Elden Ring comes out. People are like, this is like the greatest game of all time. And then like people play it too much and they sort of like wear the game out. Yeah, And then they just start talking about all the negatives about it, all the things they don't like mm. um, about the game. And that kind of takes over the conversation. So I actually feel like we're at a point where I would rather overrate Elden Ring right now. Yeah. And, and watch it fall later. Whole, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our whole thing is like, we never really stand by our opinions anyways. We just kind of <laughs> shift them however we want. Yeah. And if later we feel like Elden Ring actually sucks, we can lower it. Yeah. We all sure. agree that time, opinions, and daylight savings times are all construct created by the super rich to control <laughs> those normal people. So 
and Benjamin Franklin. And Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the only thing I would say, and this is not a, a, a excuse to let Elden Ring stay under Panzer Dragoon 2, but I do think the beauty for me of Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi is it definitely is a game um, for everybody. Like, it, that game does not get wildly difficult, and even in being less difficult, you you get to, like, experience all of the beauty of why that design, like, works so well. So that's just my one feather in Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi's cap is, like, like anybody can play that game and like learn to appreciate but apparently, it because it doesn't necessarily uh, hurt you too not much. Not everybody can finish it. <laughs> well, I don't know. The final boss thing is its own thing. You still yeah. beat the game even if it couldn't give you the say, final form. Like, there's some holes in that argument, Matt, though, because like there's a lot of nebulous stuff in Panzer Dragoon 2. Like, there's a lot of stuff that isn't explained in kind of a similar way to Elden Ring. Like A lot of logic of the how the dragon even like right. evolves and changes it doesn't explain any sure. of that to you i guess i meant specifically mechanically like on on a mechanical level like i feel like that game is is fun to play period yeah. you know i feel like if your argument is that it is more friendly to newer players i would say yeah it's by there's less by systems definition. yeah so it's like more graspable but I feel like the argument doesn't ring so strong for me just because there are aspects of that game that are underexplained. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But it's not like a game that communicates everything seamlessly to you versus right. Elden Ring that is a little bit obfuscated. It's like two games that have parts where I'm like, I don't know yeah. how you're supposed to know this. Right. Like, Pl Plot-wise, I think they're both drastically obfuscated. I guess my point was more just like the idea of sitting down to play both of them like... I, I can't overcome the hurdle of Elden Ring, but I could overcome the hurdles of Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi, and that didn't cheapen the experience at all. Like, you still, you're feeling, the arc of that game is just, like, such a kind of beautiful curve of, like, how it teaches you each little element and then kind of remarks upon those elements. Anyways, again, none of that, I, I just wanted to sing its praises again. It feels like it's been a long time since I get to, like, really amp up Panzer yeah. Dragoon 2's Vi. But I, I do think Elden Ring goes above mm -hmm. in this. In this and I mean, no, I, I love it, too. I think Panzer Dragoon 2 is like a criminally underplayed game and uh, so lovely. And right. the art is like so much fun. Like the I've never seen a game that has that early polygon look that is like that looks quite like that. It yeah. moves in that way. It's one of like, the first. Yeah. I mean, we've talked at, at length about my like not lack of love for 32 bit stuff. And and I like the art of Panzer Dragoon 2's Vibe. Like yeah. they make it work yeah, really it, well. So it does not look like it's made in 1996. Yeah. It looks like it's yeah. made yeah. later, like 99 yeah. to 2000 for that. Mm -hmm. It yeah. looks like it's made later as a callback to 1996. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it looks yeah. solid. I don't know. It's a D it's like a D make of itself. Yeah. Or yeah. It's a D make of itself. Um, Celeste cool. is of course a harder conversation for me. Celeste yeah, is my super Mario it. brothers three. So it's like, I don't know what, I, I don't know where to go there. It's a hard conversation for me too. Cause I really love Celeste. Um, me too. The music for that yeah. is I think better than Elden yeah. Ring. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the game, I think Celeste, is harder than Elden Ring, uh, personally. I don't know about that. I think it is. I think it's so damn hard. I mean, I certain I had an easier time with Celeste, but the reset time is the reason for that, right? I don't think of it as a difficulty question. It's a matter of Celeste throws me right back in it, whereas Elden Ring. I died thirty-two times against Margaret. Slowly restart. Um, I died so many times in Celeste on the part where you finally get to the, the spooky little boy who's like a ghost boy. He's attacking you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oshi. Just, yeah. I mean, 32 yeah, is the minimum there. of how many times I died in that. Right. 
but you're allowed to do that because the reset time is half a yeah. second. So it's like, yeah, we right. get to kill you 4,000 times get right because back in it. Yeah. it takes about as long as 10 deaths in Elden Ring or whatever. You know, that's that's obviously an exaggeration. But I mean, I think they're both they're both very challenging games. Uh, Celeste has a lot more has a lot more of a focused experience. Uh, it's also a lot more uh, heartfelt and specific. Yeah, but, but it, it tells you what it means more, and I don't necessarily value that like elden ring is also about difficulty like i think they're about a lot of the same things of like you have to mm -hmm. overcome this the only way yeah. is to to persevere and yeah. do this you have to climb the mountain just like getting over it like they're about the same thing whereas elden ring like also leaves so many things open to interpretation in a way that i do respect i like watching the lore videos like i i get down with that stuff even if i don't get to like traverse the world and fully experience it that is a kind of storytelling I really like. There was a lot of flack Elden Ring got for um, being nominated for like best narrative or whatever during the Game Awards, mm -hmm. and that's insane. It, if it comes to narrative, I think I do actually prefer Celeste in that it lands me in something. Sure. But I want to I want to say something about Elden Ring that I've kind of withheld a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, in the world of the electronic role playing game, what? the developers and the designers are going for is trying to deliver you the experiences that people had with tabletop role-playing games yeah. before video games were a thing. That is like the foundational inspiration for all of this. Right. And what are the things that people love about, you know, D and D the old, the, the, if you talk to people or read stories that people have of like, D and D experiences that were really foundational. They always talk about these very long campaigns that take on these kind of epic proportions for sure, where people feel like a sense of epic storytelling of like arcs built into the campaign. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the highest aspiration for a video game role-playing game is to deliver you ex an experience that feels like that. And I have never felt it. Yeah. in a single RPG that I've played in a video game. I've played a lot of RPGs I love. I love Final Fantasy VII. I love all the Final Fantasy games. Uh, actually, maybe Dragon Quest has actually delivered this before. And when I played, when I think about Dragon Quest XI, I can actually maybe access what I'm about to describe here. But Elden Ring is such a vast adventure right. of such epic scale that I find myself nostalgic for parts of it yeah. that I have already experienced. Like, I think about the little pieces of the story. And I think, wow, yeah, it was cool. You know, that week when I was in that dungeon, yeah. that was really cool. And I, that nostalgia is separate from my experience of the whole rest of the game in the way that a individual player might feel a sense of agency within one session right. of D&D that they miss. And that story is unique to you because depending on just your own play style and the specific kind of character you've chosen to play, not all bosses are created equal. And, and like you've described earlier, like the final boss doesn't feel like it's going to be as hard to you as one of these other bosses. So you have this specific story of the, the true hurdle you had to mm -hmm. overcome or whatever. And, and that those things are unique to you. And I do think that's something that I think a lot of RPGs, want to say they do of like I offer a unique experience to the player but in just offering me unique lines of dialogue I might happen across I see through the facade of what you're doing but on a mechanical level 
I have to overcome these odds, that is actually an a real felt thing, right? I, even yeah. for me, like I had a harder time with the guy in Castle Morn in Elden Ring than I did with Margit. I was bouncing my head against Margit and I was kind of frustrated with Margit, but in the end when I beat Margit, it was like, yeah, I just, I kind of, yeah, it sort of worked, I guess. But Castle Morn was like, I actually had to figure out what to do. And even though I cheapened myself of the credit for that, because that's just my brain, I still can recognize like I learned the trick and there was a specific trick to the boss and i figured it out and overcame it and like that's a story that's unique for me paul's got a story of wanting this hat like these things get to generate themselves and so i i mm -hmm. i'm really impassioned by that point hunter that you that you bring up even if i don't get to like experience the length of it that is why this game is so popular this year though is because everybody's yeah. got like a different version of where and when it meant something to them I do want to say something nice about Celeste, though, because I do feel like there has been this thing that has happened on the show where I wouldn't want someone thinking that I actually think less hate of it. Celeste <laughs> if I like if just because I've like rated it a little bit lower. I feel like that can get right like kind of polarizing in a way, the, the way the list discussion works. I do want to say, I think if you're just speaking mechanically, that Celeste is better than Elden Ring mm -hmm. and probably the best platformer I have ever mm -hmm. played. Right. If all that matters is the mechanics of jumping. Yep. Yeah. If that's all that matters, absolutely. Celeste is number one. But Elden Ring feels like it's delivering on a promise so old yeah. that no one was even looking for a game to do that anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like we're not even thinking about that. It's delivering on the promise that I fell in love with tabletop RPGs where someone... Right is going to sit there and guide me through a story where my decisions and how I get through it are my alone. Yeah. Like yeah. how I attack a boss, regardless of what class I am, I need to, I need to make the real life adjustments to yeah. function functionally beat this individual. I need to die 32 times to beat this person. Right. Um, so right. that I can learn moment after moment. Um, and yeah, I agree. I agree with everything Hunter just said. Uh, again, I, I, I think the jury was standing, applauding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy to let Elden Ring go above it as the patron. Like Celeste, if I had my own less, list, like Hunter would, Celeste would be higher than Elden Ring for me, obviously, uh, just be, right. be, because of the nature of it. But to, to sing Celeste's praises for a second, the main thing with Celeste is how much empathy Celeste on the mm -hmm. face of it showed me when putting those challenges in front of me. Whereas I don't necessarily feel that with Elden Ring. Elden Rings is like more interpretive. You have to sort of uncover Sustained. your own persistence. You have to be willing to endure that. Whereas Celeste is very encouraging in a way that genuinely helped me get through it. And if, if Elden Ring, I wouldn't want it to suddenly add this to the writing, but I may have been able to hook me more if there was like an, a, an encouraging allure to it, right? I think maybe that is a, a vibe that drags me along better. And, and so that's just why Celeste like means so much to me is because it, it really felt like it wanted me to win. Whereas I don't know that Elden Ring always feels like it wants you yeah. to win. No, I, I actually agree with that. Yeah. That's one of the compelling things I think about this design is that the game sort of feels neutral mm -hmm. yes. to you. Which is cool and the in its story, own way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it it's an attitude yeah. that 
allows you a kind of like weird different kind of agency within the game sure. as compared to like a game that is a little more conversation uh between you and designer and it's very very specific yep. uh elden ring feels like it especially story-wise narrative-wise the narrative is happening and you might catch it yeah <laughs> and you might not right like, and, yeah. and the parts you might catch are going to be different from the parts that someone else catches For sure. i've had so much fun son like hearing you break down like the different pieces that i don't have like right. there are things i know about the story and then there are things that i don't yeah. and you have so much more of it and it's been so cool getting that context from you, you just gotta find your hat you just gotta I find need my hat, hat you know you, you, you i compare that to the george R. R. martin song of ice and fire stuff where it's like there are these little sub stories in song of ice and fire that you only catch if either someone sort of presents it to you on a silver platter or right you take note like the same stuff would happen like there are tertiary characters in song of ice and fire that you can get really into if you're willing to pay attention to like the little wolves stupid in the forest that the yeah. show decided never yeah. to go back to again it's absolutely <laughs> curating it's one of the best storylines in all those books what are the yep. wolves yeah. doing there's so yep. many of them They're when are they going to show up and who are they yeah. going to kill right. um i want to say something about george R. R. martin because there's been a popular the popular take that even noah caldwell gervais said in his video that i actually disagree with him on this is that george R. R. martin uh, was just he was just put on he just slammed on the on the cover to yeah. trick everyone into buying it as if people weren't going to mm -hmm. buy it like as sure. if they needed yeah. his name to sell no, it yeah. no way. Um, and that there's none of his writing in it and that it feels totally divorced from him well i disagree i think that what happened is that well first of all george plays these games and already knew about them that that was the that was actually part of the reason that they worked together is right. that they met each other the uh miyazaki and george r, r. martin and george r. r martin was already a fan of the right. souls games right which means that he already knew what their narrative style was. Exactly. So why can't George have just contributed Adapted. stuff that sounds like it would be in a FromSoft game? And also, like, narrative style-wise, you just called out, like, a thing that it already had in right. common with A Song of Ice and Fire. Is it so weird that George might have, like, added to the soul's style right. like the house style of of narrative storytelling and maybe that's why it doesn't seem so wildly different right like it makes sense to me he's a competent writer he can do it spoilers you little freaks he's a professional <laughs> yeah. writer yeah he, <laughs> he does this for a living do it. like <laughs> well look at the naming conventions of people of characters in this game and and like tell me that's not straight oh out my god of song. Like, i have like, yeah. the I've been way waiting. names are related to each other and everything absolutely and the whole fingers thing mm -hmm. there's a yes. theme there's a heavy yeah. theme of Hands fingers and, fingers and, and we, didn't even, we didn't even talk we didn't even talk about that george loves his fingers all Listen, right you read oh, those loves, books there's a lot of little fingers ones, like there. Big I, ones. I agree with the take that it's not like george r martin was like sitting down writing the script for this but no, what i and what they I, never said that he was and going they never to. said that what they what they're really telling you is the head writers and like miyazaki and george r, r. martin had probably a number of like back-to-back -back meetings where they did a bunch of world building and they took mm -hmm. from George R. R. Martin's knowledge of world building and wrote down a bunch of notes and he probably just like was just talking off the cuff and yeah, people it was a were, were writing sesh, stuff. Yeah. It's just brainstorming yeah. sessions and it's probably yeah. like it could have been three months of brainstorming oh, yeah. sessions to flesh out world stuff and then they went from there. That's like, George yeah. R. R. Martin's Yeah, George R. R. Martin getting a writing credit 
is deserved if he if he showed up for three months to do anything. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Maybe they all got together and played that game a long year. Mm, uh, that that world yeah. building game. For all yeah. we know, they just did that <laughs> right. a bunch of times. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? This is some good stuff we got here. We're gonna go make a game now. Yeah. Like to me, that that feels like that's a fun collaboration and it makes the sense. The premise yeah. of this game is a red wedding. Only they changed the color from red to black. They, <laughs> a bunch of people got together, betrayed other people, betrayed yeah, other people's, yeah, yeah. betrayed their parents, and then stabbed yeah. their uncle a thousand times. And then they were like, and then the the person that was secretly kind of in love with him was like, sure. I'm so mad, I'm going to break this fucking ring. And yeah. then the story it, starts. <laughs> it, it just so happens in this world, you don't necessarily die forever. So then those things come back. Yeah, and yeah, like you're called Tarnus. I'm like, okay, thank you, George. I know you came up with that word. You totally came up with that word. And all the God wins and God frees and God this, God that. I mean, that's all George. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're inching closer to our top two. We have to talk about Silent Hill 2 and uh, things get even more difficult and complicated, I feel like, because... Uh, Silent Hill is Silent Hill Two is like it's definitely the apex of a, an entire genre. And it's recent. It's uh, a recent number two. Yeah, we did, we added it not too long ago, about six. Yeah, you know, it's, ago. it was episode fifty nine. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is tough because now, like, as much as I would like to argue in Elden Ring's favor, like, and I think that Elden Ring is a bigger maybe a bigger accomplishment. Silent Hill 2 is like kind of closer to Katamari Damacy for me, where it's like this very personal game with yeah. a smaller scope. The thing is, we just both like Silent Hill 2, yeah, me yeah. and Matt. So for I'm sure. like, why, why, like, okay, we have to step outside of ourselves for a second. Okay, then. go ahead. I have a proposal. And okay. I'm the one proposing this. You can trust me that I'm willing to go down this way. He's a hero. Okay. We can get, I'm a hero. Objection. Uh, <laughs> Overruled. We, we can get a little meta here. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm looking at the rest of this season. What mm -hmm. we got coming up. Right. What else is going to get ahead of this stuff, right? Like, what, what else in this season is going to uh, break through uh, Final Fantasy this top 10. three? Yeah, exactly, right? Is that is yeah. No, I, I no, suspect not. No way. Over uh, my dead body. Okay. <laughs> Over my cold dead body. So, I Waka. I just I just proposed I propose a, a, an idea and it's okay. just to lean into Hunter's idea of Elden Ring deserves a moment. And here's the thing. Here's the reality of this show. Deserves a moment. It just won game of the year. Yeah, well, it, it's it's year and Disco Elysium has had its moment for 20 episodes. Whoa. Is there a world where Elden Are Ring Elden is Ring deserving one? of being number one, even if it's for now? For now. I don't know. It's weird. I like Elden Ring more than Disco Elysium, but less than Silent Hill 2. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've already compromised putting Elden Ring above my beloved Super Mario Brothers 3. I don't know if I can, can do bend it again. I was, was going to make the same point that, like, yeah. I thought to, in my head, too. I was like, if this gets past Silent Hill 2, it's going to blow past Disco Elysium, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, just interesting. I, well, I mean, I, I did just not have that thought at all. I thought Disco I, Elysium had it's, the top it's, of that. I agree with EJ. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the. I think it's one or three, which is right. insane to think about. But right, I be, but it's because Silent Hill Two. 
it's so funny. This is it's Silent Hill Two is maybe the second hardest hurdle for Elden Ring to clear on this <laughs> list behind like maybe Super Mario Brothers Three or Celeste, like right. one of those platformers that's just perfect that we think about all the time. Well, those were like two really tough hurdles for Elden Ring. Silent Hill Two is a is a freaking monster wall to get over because of, that's a weird a weird game. It's it's, it's too weird. It's so unique. It's it's funny because Silent Hill mm-hmm. Two. Like, if you look at the top three games, like, we have an indie game at the top. We have this huge PS2 release in Silent Hill 2 that also, Mm -hmm. at the same time, was somehow, like, not... Like, I I remember uh, Silent Hill 2 being a big deal, but also, like, nobody ever talked to me about it. (laughs) It, That's, like, (laughs) It was a huge deal, but you had to be around some freaks to actually hear about it. (laughs) That was Silent Hill 2's whole vibe. So it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, you felt like you were keeping a secret from people for so Mm -hmm. long whenever you played Silent Hill 2. You were like, should I tell people that I play this game? And then you moved on with your life forever. But it, you know, or revisited it if you still had a PS2. But, yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I think if if you want to put it above Silent Hill 2, I think it somehow would find its way above Disco Elysium for me also. I think I could go either way. Like I could mm. I could let it be at 3 and feel fine with that or I could let it be at 1 with the understanding it's that gonna it's get... probably going to get right. But the thing is, if we put it at number 1, it might be pretty annoying to yeah. see it at number 1 for a long time. I'll I'll say this, thinking ahead for myself, I mean it would be fucked up for me to have um hated myself as much as i did the entire time i played this game and then i still have to sit here on this show and call it yeah. the best game on the list yeah i don't it, think it probably right. doesn't work i don't i don't think that's right i can i can play the list game of like i like celeste more than elden ring but elden ring's above right. celeste i can play that but i can't play elden ring's the best game of everything we've played in this two-year project I think number one always has to be a consensus yeah, pick on this does. show. Yeah. And Elden Ring is not a consensus pick. Yeah, I don't think so. So if we let it go above Silent Hill 2, we're just mm-hmm. letting it go above another yeah. consensus pick. Right, no way. Yeah. Um, no. I think that's yeah. it. I think that's the argument. It needs to be number three. I truthfully came into this being like, I, the only fight that I want to see it go up against is Super Mario. Because I, yeah. I, I personally was like, I mean, if this was my list, I'm, I'm just a guest here. I'm just a simple southern lawyer <laughs> no stepping into this house. Um uh, I was I was like, oh, there's no way it gets past Celeste. I mean, in my head, that like that was like yeah. the yeah. Oh, you, you know, it's it's funny you say that, Paul, because the game I picked out on, in my head and originally my script here that I wrote for my jury argument said three <laughs> to fifteen years. Really? I, I oh, wow. and the, I opened the door to number one just because I was like, well, if I'm going to go that it's close to the allowed. top, I might yeah. as well just go all the way. Wow. But That's I I seriously stared at Celeste and thought. That's the only conversation that needs to be had, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, Super Mario Brothers 3 is what you were looking at, but I was looking at the other platformer. So, yep. initially, I was thinking uh, third was probably as high as it could go. Yeah, it makes sense. I just think that it, if you look at the math, so, like, my number one is Super Mario Brothers 3, which is now being pushed down to six. Math number one is probably Celeste. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. And, and with that... I think it's Pushed kind it of four. fair that it's we're It's like both... Hunter and I are even now, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of. It's 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 a back and forth. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. I, I I think it I think it makes sense. Because Elden Ring is the our highest non consensus right. pick, even if it does make sense to everyone. Right. Right. I agree. Okay, we did it. Elden Ring is the threest game of all time. Oh, oh my god. This, this episode is games. so long. Yeah, we two and messed and a half up. hours. I no, can't believe fine. we did this to you. It's fine. <laughs> and hey, you know what? It's part of the endurance of the Elden Ring experiences. You, of course, had to also listen to two and a half hours of uh, dweebs talk You're about You're going to so, love it. Yeah, we That's are dweebs. It. 
We're nasty loser dweebs. You're gonna love and it. We're gross. Um, the judge still needs to give a ruling. Uh, Matt, you do owe oh, sure. alimony <laughs> to Miyazaki uh, <laughs> for your crimes that you committed against them. Yeah. I am gonna get countersued into oblivion for my massive yeah. crimes. Uh, beyond that, uh, Hunter, do you want this gift card to the Gap? <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac.